Pot of gold. Hello, Jeffrey's podcasters. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Or just say, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Jeffrey's Podcaster. Welcome to Ramble by the River. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Ramble by the River. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt, and we've got a great show for you today. Thanks for tuning in. It's Monday, February 7th, 2022. Crazy stuff going on in the world this week, so we're going to dive right in. Here's some news and current events. Please give a warm welcome to Melissa Nesbitt, who's going to help us out with some news stories today. Melissa, take it away. Today is 2-2-22. Just like you're talking to me, though, like a normal, normal tone. All right. Just pretend you're not wearing a bunch of annoying shit on your head and as, as much as possible. Yeah, it's just tricky because this is louder in my ears than I am in my own ears. And I don't um, I don't want to be loud. There we go. Okay. Is that good? I hear fine. Okay. Yes. All right. Will it change when you start recording? I am recording. Oh, right? you are recording. Yeah. Okay. What are you calling this segment? Nothing. News and current events is what I have it labeled in my outline as. That's not that exciting. It's not. Do you know your story? My new story? Yeah. Yes. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I'm excited about mine, but we can save it. I'm really curious whether we picked the same thing or not. Well. Well, I'll tell you mine when you're ready. uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I chose an article from Newsweek. It is the number three trending story on Apple News. And the headline reads, image shows asteroid that could be 4,000 feet wide heading towards Earth. Well, that's a good title. (laughs) I'm definitely interested. Okay. Let's talk about it. What do you want to know? Everything, Everything, right? Okay. It seems like that'd be a major story, but I have not heard about that at all. Isn't that so weird? Because we just watched that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Netflix. That is weird. Called Don't Look Up, I believe. Yeah. And that, it was really a movie about how nobody would give a shit (laughs) if it really happened in real life. And it was very satirical and for me, like a metaphor about climate change. Yeah. But here's the story. So it came out today. This is a Newsweek story. It says a hulking asteroid is due to make a relatively close pass by Earth next month. And an astronomer has spotted it on its approach. And it continues to say this asteroid is estimated to be up to 1.5 kilometers or 4,265 feet in diameter. It is potentially four times as wide as the Eiffel Tower is tall, and it's due to pass by Earth on March 4th at 3 a.m. That seems big, but uh, is it big enough to not, like, be affected by the atmosphere? Would it, is it going to burn up? Um, it, Maybe it'll just catch on fire and then hit the Earth. <laughs> I don't know all of the answers, but it does say it will be traveling at 26,800 miles per hour. So I imagine that um, that is a fast, powerful um, object hurtling toward our our planet. 
Um, it says, though, no need for concern while the asteroid is classified as potentially hazardous by NASA's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies. It is not in any danger of hitting us in the foreseeable future. And why is that? Um, it's just a near pass? It's, it's not a, a collision? It's a close approach. What was the title of that article? <laughs> The headline reads, image shows asteroid that could be 4,000 feet wide heading towards Earth. Oh, heading towards Earth, like in the direction, not on a collision course. Got it. Yes. That is deceiving, but still interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Clickbait. Because no, no one would read that story if it was just... There's a asteroid out there that is this big. Like, I, actually, now that I know the truth, I don't even remember what the story is. It's not going to hit us. I don't care. must be hard to be an asteroid journalist. Oh, because finding that image would be just like such a breaking point. It That would be a, a pivotal point in your career. Huge. But the average person is just like you. Like, oh, it's going to miss us by three million, what did it say, miles? So what? Yeah. It felt eerie when I first read the headline because it wasn't one of the top. It wasn't the trending story and it wasn't. So Apple News has its top stories and then you get to see that chunk of headlines and then you scroll down to this orange heading that says trending stories. And I wanted to read what those were. So it wasn't even in the top stories. And when I saw that in trending, I was just like, it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's going to really. <laughs> just like the movie said. It will be a small little piece here and no one's even going to pay attention. Some independent oh. journalist somewhere write a story about it. But I wonder if, if it really, even if it was a mainstream, like if it would just become immediately politicized and then you'd have to like pick a side. Oh, this scientist from the Republican side says that there's a, an asteroid going to impact the earth but this democrat doesn't believe it like you know what i mean the way like vaccines and things right. like that don't seem to be political but all of a sudden they become they that yeah i bet it would we'd handle the asteroid like we have handled this COVID 19 pandemic yeah and it would smash into the earth um, and hit us all the same on a lighter note what's your story well i don't know if it's a lighter note <laughs> but it's interesting for sure I don't know if you have ever done any research on, what would you call it, alternative weaponry. Oh, were you looking at swords? No. <laughs> so I'm talking like defense shit, like military stuff? No. Well, direct energy weapons. So do you know what that is? It's like where they're sending some kind of a beam, radiation, a magnet of some kind, who knows, uh, but it's some kind of direct form of energy that they can use as a weapon. I've read stories where they like shoot devices that could like shoot a sound wave bubble and like knock down brick walls. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Wow. And also some non-lethal, like there was research for non-lethal technologies that use that kind of stuff. But in 2016, a lot of political people, government representatives and people around the um, Washington, D.C. area and also in, when they were traveling abroad, started having a strange collection of symptoms called, and they just started calling it Havana syndrome because it was really common in Cuba. Couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. Crazy people were saying it's direct energy weapons all along. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Um, let's see. 
I'm going to find the story where okay. Havana syndrome. It says Havana syndrome symptoms in a small group most likely caused by direct energy, says U.S. Intel panel of experts. Oh. Injuries suffered by several dozen diplomats and spies were consistent with directed energy, the panel said. About a thousand people have reported symptoms. A thousand people is not a small number. Uh, and says, did you say it's a thousand people who are spies? A lot of them. Okay. Are are like diplomats and spies and officials. So it's not just regular people. It's not random. It started in Washington D.C. and Havana, Cuba, and places like that with okay. with em- with embassies. Mysterious and sudden brain injuries. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. But it says it's most likely caused by pulsed electromagnetic energy. Delivered by an external device, and this is according to a panel of scientific experts working for the U.S. intelligence agencies. Well, this is like the stuff they make movies out of because they're really snipers with technology, right? That's what it seems like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they're shooting microwaves at people, cooking their brains. Oh, my gosh. That's not good. The panel's scientific conclusions are likely to put new spotlight on the theory that at least some Americans serving overseas were injured by an external force. We know this. Intelligence officials told NBC News that the panel included a group of scientists and technical experts from both inside and outside the government who reviewed more than a thousand classified documents and conducted the most exhaustive study to date on the possible causes of Havana syndrome. Let's see, what were the, I want to hear what the symptoms were. Let's see. This is all just talking about that panel. Let's see. NBC is not giving us the juicy details. We'll see what... Uh, Shall I look? Yeah, if you if you want to. We'll find something good. Ah, Wikipedia. There we go. Okay. I've got seven bizarre facts about the mysterious illness. Hit me with it. Okay. Well, I'm not sure I need to read all of them. Some of this is stuff you already covered, but... Number one says energy attacks could be behind the symptoms. There have been previous microwave attacks on U.S. Embassy staff. During the Cold War, beams of microwaves were aimed at the U.S. Embassy building in Moscow from at least 1953 to 1976, according to medical studies involving embassy staff. Initially, a beam bathed the 10-floor U.S. Embassy, directed from an apartment building about 100 yards to the west. By 75, there were two beams. Creepy. Yeah. So Russians were cooking Americans on the, at the embassy from 100 yards away? Yeah, one from 100 yards to, to the east and the other the south. The U.S. determined espionage and or espionage was the most likely motive. I'm not sure why I giggled there. I, Sorry, it's not funny. Um, A shield was eventually installed, and at least officially, no adverse health effects were found, it said. Wow. No one is certain who is behind these attacks. It says sufferers described the initial noise as screeching, chirping, clicking, and piercing, followed by a sensation of intense pressure or vibration. The side effects are physical loss of movement, hearing, and concentration. That's crazy. What do you think is going on? We got Russians in the mix? Wow. We were just talking about this. It's so hard to know where we stand with Russia at any given point in time. It's that media stuff. Yeah, it changes. It's crazy. I don't know. Do we trust Russia? Do we not? I don't. This makes me think we shouldn't. I don't trust America. I don't trust anybody. I barely trust you. (laughs) That's not true. 
It's it is true, and you're the only person. That is no shit. I don't blame you. Um, you want to talk about the blizzard? Sure. What's going on? I don't know anything about a blizzard. We talking Oreo, Reese's, strawberry cheese quake? Can you pull the mic up a bit? Strawberry cheese quake is a thing, huh? Yes. Well, don't lean away from it. Pull it up and then talk into it from a closer distance. Like that. Okay. Heavy snow and ice storm plastering Midwest, Mid-South travel could be impossible. I heard three feet of snow the other day in Pennsylvania. It's a lot. How much is normal for Pennsylvania? Oh, I don't know that. What if it's two and a half feet? (laughs) I need a frame of reference. Okay. Fair. I didn't research this story. (laughs) I don't know. Let's see. What else we got? There's no good news in the markets. Stuff's trading sideways in crypto. I haven't even looked into it in the regular stock market, but I imagine it's more of the same because the government is still tightening the reins on fiscal spending. There's still, the markets are shit. And I think, let's see, COVID's still a thing, right? We're still, yeah. Oh, well, I think that's that's about it for news. Oh, we could, I got to do my, my better Noah bias too. What's a good bias? What's, what, what should I pick this week? I'm not sure what the what what you're aiming at there. Uh, people people to that. be people to be more self-aware. Okay. When I learned all those things, I it made me a better person. Because it was it opens up like this whole thing that these defense mechanisms that you build as out of necessity and then eventually they don't serve you anymore but you still keep using them. If you don't know they're there, they're invisible. So it, it's good to know. It's good information to have. And then if more people know about it or and know have a, have a name to call it, like you can talk about it. It becomes a thing. But are we talking about your biases? Are we talking about our biases as Pacific Northwesterners or humans? Or, or what do you like, mean? I mean, we all have different ones, right? Yes. I'm, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm talking about the segment that I've done in the last two episodes. Have you not heard the last two episodes? I've heard the last two episodes. I you don't remember I this part? I can't remember this part. Oh, well, that's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, well, I'll explain it to you. Or I could just play you the clip from the episode. Well, I've, you read something from immigration last time. No. Yes. No. Okay, the time before last. I mean, there was also that. What did you do in Cooper's? Not what I'm talking about. Let me pull it up. Okay. We're throwing this away, right? It's a segment on the show. I have a list of 50 biases, different cognitive biases, which are hindrances to proper functioning. And everybody should know about them. So we're going through them one at a time, one each week. The first one was the fundamental attribution error. Second one was the availability heuristic. I thought you were talking about inherent biases. They are inherent. But I, I don't know what you mean by that. You're being a scientist. And I'm just thinking about like natural inherent biases that I have as a human being. You're like putting a label on those and putting them into categories. I didn't make them up. I but, know. But yes, that's what I'm talking about. 
Oh, you just wanted to talk about our biases? Well, I didn't realize that you were selecting from a list of categories. Hmm. I thought that you were coming up with random biases. And, and then you were like finding out what those, what like heading that would go under. But you're really addressing like a list of headings. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah, and I think we should wrap it up. Call this one good. Let's see. Do you want to introduce Hannah? That's that's all we have left. Hannah Bolden is. Oh wait, wait, wait! I got. If you want to find Ramble by the River on social media, at Ramble by the River on Facebook and Instagram, and at Ramble River Pod on Twitter. Are you still doing your giveaway? The winners of the NFT giveaway have been selected and will be notified today. So you should wait for an airdrop into your wallet as long as you have sent me your phantom wallet address. I have not gone through the entries yet, but I know who the winners are because the number of entries match the number of prizes. <laughs> this is so, uh, if you entered, you won. Congratulations, and you will receive your prize soon. I'm going to keep giving away NFTs. So if, if you're into that, you want to get one of these meerkats, just go leave a review on this Ramble by the River podcast. Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something. Email me a screenshot of that review along with your Solana wallet address and I'll send you an NFT. I'll drop it right in your wallet. So yeah, that's just my way of saying thank you for helping out to spread the show. Uh, those reviews are very helpful and I really appreciate it. So I'm trying to make it make it right. I feel, I feel good about it. So hey, yeah. We're going to keep doing it till I run out. All the instructions for that are still on ramblebytheriver.com. Thank you to those who participated. Go to the show notes for email to reach the show for business inquiries or guest suggestions. All this information and much more can be found at ramblebytheriver.com. Okay, uh, let's see. I think we covered everything, so we'll get to the show. You want to say something about your friend Hannah before we get going? Putting me on spot. That's exactly what I'm doing. My friend Hannah is funny and smart. She is one of the strongest women I know and a fantastic mom and friend. And I think she's a pretty good horse person. Um, she's a good teacher and just a wonderful person. We got to save the date today. Oh. It's on the kitchen counter. She's also getting married. We talk about that in the episode. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. Hannah's been a friend of mine for a long time. She's a really good person. And she's marrying one of my best friends. So I'm happy about that. Without further ado, please welcome Hannah Bolden. Woo! I usually just add those in in post. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest now. I'm young. I'm free. Can't nobody take me here and now. It's my time to ride it out. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time to ride it. I'm young. I'm free. Can't nobody take me here and now. It's my time to ride it out. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time to ride it 
recorder's going. Oh. But um, we can actually start it for real when we're done talking about pedophiles. <laughs> but we might as well record this while we while we're here. All right. But um. So yeah, on? last night yeah, let's throw them on. We were at a basketball game, and I'm sitting there with Chase. And, oh, yeah, um, that kid. Oh, not that kid. Not a kid. He's a man. <laughs> but he's like, do you hear about Bishop? And, like, Chase didn't go to school here or anything. So to right. him, it's just some teacher. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, child porn. What What are you talking about, child porn? Right. And he's like, yeah, they arrested him for child porn. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, it, it, yeah. And this is just shocking. Like two out of our middle school teachers. We had them yeah. both multiple years. Yeah. A I lot know. of years. Yeah. Just it's weird. Um it's very weird. Yeah. I, I'd be able to laugh it off. I would at least try to laugh it off. Right. If I didn't have kids in the school system now. Oh yeah. So that's immediately where my brain goes. Well, yeah, me too. Also with the first one, that was my teacher and my kids teacher so i had it from both perspectives and i definitely was more okay with it being my teacher than i was you know you get that parental protective mode i was yeah i was like no yeah absolutely and the second one that was actually yeah it was the same with me the first one was my my teacher and then my kids teacher the second guy was my parents teacher and then mine yeah mine too yeah Coincidentally, though, when I told both my parents last night, both of their response back to me was, who is that? Really? And I was like, uh, you know, I I made a noise that sounded like him when he talked. And they yeah. immediately knew. What did that noise sound like? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of another word besides his name to say right now to make that sound. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can't be saying names. No. Probably not. I mean, aren't you allowed to talk about people who do heinous things? Yeah, I mean, it's also it's just a public small town. We know record, them. and I mean, like the jail bookings out. You can see his name. It's just super upsetting, and I, I like, I want, I keep wanting to make it funny, but it's, it's not funny. No, you can't. It's not funny at all. Make it funny. He worked for thirty years for the yeah. school, at least, right? How long did he work there? Pro- that's what I said last night when my parents asked who I was talking about. I'm like, you know, like top for 30 years, something like that. So I don't know. Yeah. Long time. I'm going to adjust your mic a little bit. Okay. Right there is probably perfect. Okay. Well, enough of this pedophile talk. You know, it's a depressing intro. It is a horrible it's not intro. pumping me up. No, I'm feeling like shit about it. I want to just like forget it exists. Yeah. Same. Jeez. Hey, where did we go? I would have played a sadder song. I mean, it sounded pretty sad. I tried to put some soul into it. Yeah. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hannah Bolden, In the Flesh. Yeah. How you been? What are you, you been working on anything cool lately? Lots of cool things lately. I've got a few things I'd like to talk about. But first, let's see, uh, what do you got? It's probably the same stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty happy for your engagement announcement. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, got to clarify whether or not that that was because of this podcast or not. No, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Maybe the podcast happened because you were supposed to meet. Who knows? Destiny. 
I don't know. Destiny. Maybe. What do you think the impact of the podcast was on your relationship? Well, do we go into this story? Yeah, sure. Because I feel like you, we got to tell the story so people understand. Let's start from the beginning. So the beginning actually just like had its one year anniversary the other day. I had been getting pictures done with my kids. I was looking all fly. You know, I've been single for a few months, more than a few months, but I took this selfie and uh, Colton commented beautiful on it. And, uh, you know, you know Colton. Anyone else that knows Colton knows that was... That was bold. That was real bold. Super out of character. So I message him, like, what's up? Haven't seen you in a while. We talk, like, back and forth maybe three times on Facebook Messenger. Like, that day. Not not continuing. Then he just quits talking to me. Quits answering entirely. Like, for weeks. Colton special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, his podcast comes out. It's not his podcast. It's my podcast. And I'm listening to it just to be like, well, you know what? I obviously misread the signals there. He was just being kind because he clearly did not want to talk to me. So I listen to the podcast and I hear him say, like, you, you guys start talking about how he was maybe going to move back to Utah. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, good. Like, bullet dodged. Peace out. You know, I did misread the signal. So... Then we talk about all that stuff on my podcast, which cracks me up if you listen back to it and how I'm like, what do you do? Just meet someone and have them move in? Like, I'm. Yep. All the things, all the things I said on that podcast, I did. Well, he moved in, but still. Um, I think I even said that. Like, it's different when it happens. It's like oh, yeah, all of yeah. a sudden, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly what I said, but. You did. Like, sometimes it works. Sometimes. Sometimes it's the right thing to do. But then, a f- like, I don't know, it's about a month later, Melissa was like, Colton says that he's been talking to you. And I was like, well, no. Like, like I messaged one day and she laughed and was like, yeah, that sounds that about counts. right. Yeah, that sounds about right in Colton's book. Like, that's talking. And then after my podcast came out, he made a reference to what I said in the podcast. Smooth. The Monday after. Conveniently, that was also Valentine's weekend. Like, mine came out on the 13th, the anti-love episode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said something on Monday morning. It was like, have a nice day, Miss Bogwater, after that joke. Okay, well, anyway, whole part of the movie, there's the Thunder Sisters. <laughs> and mm. all the women go to rescue the men, and they call themselves the Thunder Sisters. And they all have these, like, crazy names. Like, I forget what they are, but it's like, you know... Fireheart and stuff like that, but one of them's name is Bogwater, hmm. and like Bongwater. Yeah, <laughs> see, I knew you'd get it right. Yeah, it's easy. But I completely missed it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like the movie says, like your name will be Bogwater, and like I just immediately thought of marsh- water from a cranberry bog, marshes right? and bogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like funny, funny stuff. Bogwater. Well, the other day we're on on this walk. The girls and I, and and uh, she goes, Miss Bolden, we're, we're the Thunder Sisters. And like I was like, that was actually funny and, and witty, um, as a matter of fact. And uh, so, you know, they're like, I'm Fireheart, I'm this, I'm this one. And I was like, I'm Bogwater. <laughs> and like, still thinking about bogs. 
didn't think of it when I watched it with my kids and wasn't thinking about it then. And the girls like had a giggling fit over it. I'm like, what? I'm just like, that was like the funny name. Seventh graders know what bongs are? Apparently they do. And seventh grade. I don't think I did. No, seventh grade me would have had no idea what they were talking about, but like different times. And so like the, the bad part was normally when I make a mistake like that or like the answer to a math problem is 69 or 420 like i immediately know what's going on we address Mm -hmm. it we move on but no we just like owned this and these girls decided we're the thunder sisters and i'm bog water and the whole time they think i am saying bong water and i have chosen that for my name and they're like miss bolden thinks she's bong water (laughs) that's a gross name (laughs) (laughs) it is and then uh-huh. we started talking again, and he went right in for the, like, let's go have drinks. And so then it was more clear. But, yeah, that's – honestly, that's kind of two podcasty things that happen there. That, yeah. He did use a line from the podcast as an opener, a reopener, I guess. Yeah, and he obviously listened to it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that period where Colton was very distraught. And I. it seems like he – I don't even know how much – he let himself see the future with you before the whole uh, ghosting. <laughs> but it seemed to me like he kind of liked you a little bit um, or just was just starting to and then panicked and was like, I, instead, I'll just move to Utah. <laughs> and then so he's like thought about that for a while until he realized, sense. well, that doesn't really work very well because then I'll just be in Utah right. and everything else will be the same. Right. And he's like, maybe I'll just let myself be happy and decided to reach out. That's true. He did. The rest, you know, it's kind of history. So, like, I don't know, a week or two into dating, you had another Jeff and Jeff episode. And uh, you started talking about how, well, Jeff brought it up that his friend was talking about his blue balls. <laughs> and uh, I immediately knew which friend he was talking about. He only has one. <laughs> So true. Uh, but um, Other than me. Right, right. No, and, I'm just kidding. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, but but uh, he, he was like, yeah, my friend has blue balls. And then you guys started discussing that. And you're like, oh, yeah. We had it's a that, medical thing. We had that conversation about how, you know, would really like to get some and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I was getting ready for a date with Colton when I heard that. <laughs> And, like, I immediately turned beet red. Like, I'm just at home alone, and I'm like, I'm blushing right now. This is so uncomfortable. So, I mean, I doubt anyone has ever had such an experience where you're just, like, getting ready for a date, and you happen to listen to your friend's podcast that has podcasts talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a first. I've had people tell me the podcast is... Well, you know, emotionally very stirring and, you know, inspiring (laughs) Uh, but not sexually arousing, so that's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, uh, I I don't know if that's what happened, but that's I, what I took from the story. It, it definitely made me super uncomfortable and nervous, and I was like, I mean, we know how Colton's always like nervous in the early days. Do I, we? I was, yeah, a little bit, but I was like, listen. Don't listen to that podcast for a few days, okay? The which one? The Jeff and Jeff one. Oh, like, gotcha. Because gotcha. he didn't know you had said that, but I did. Well, he's like, the one who said it. Well, right, but like he didn't know 
that well, I, he didn't know Jeff broadcasted it, though. Yeah, yeah. and that well, I, I mean, I broadcasted it. Jeff just said it on the broadcast. And that I knew, you know, it made yeah. it made things a little. Oh, I'm sure those weren't the same blue balls that you dealt with that he had when <laughs> that we were discussing. I'm sure that the as was a brand new pair of blue balls. Probably brand new. It had been days. <laughs> days, like a day. Yeah, not all that long. But at any rate, that, yeah, he. I was like, I knew he was coming over within like an hour. I was getting ready, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, good to know. Good to know. Thanks, friends. How was the transition of like? Going from being friends to romantic, was that weird? Well, honestly, not really because, I, like, not to sound mean, but Colton and I really weren't friends. You weren't super close. No. When we were, like, little in fifth grade and stuff, fourth grade, we had a lot more memories together. And then I really don't remember much going on about Colton for a lot of years after that. Yeah. So it was, like, just re-meeting a new person that I happened to know a lot about as yeah. an adult. And you're going to have probably for years, we'll have stories. Well, you'll tell a story and be like, yeah, I was actually there for that. I just, yeah. I'm not in the story, but I, I was right. in the room. Yeah. Like, I remember. Yeah. It is weird. But yeah. it was totally like re-meeting a new person. Yeah. That's, I, I kind of had that with Melissa where yeah. just because we grew up in the same town, but we were far enough apart in age, we didn't cross paths. Right. Sorry. Sweatshirt's bugging me. This is my second podcast today. So, second podcast. Yeah. So I'm like trying to Who was first? get in my groove. Cooper. Mm. Cooper Belial came back for round I like, two. I liked Cooper's podcast. It's one of my favorites. It was really good. Yeah. He, he's a fun guy to hang out with. And yeah. He, he's very open. Yeah. I mean, and I just love him. He's such a likable feller. That he is. It made me happy to hear all the things that he'd been doing. He actually told me to tell you hi. So oh, I, I'm glad we talked about him. I forgot. Well, I'll tell him hi right now. Hi, Cooper. I'm sure he's listening. He probably is. He's a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, yeah. When's your wedding actually happening? April 9th. April 9th. Yeah. I'll be there. So I've heard. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. We ordered some uh, ties for you guys the other day. Oh, cool. Yeah. Blue? Yeah. Matches uh, your wife's dress. Colton better not try to wear brown pants again. Jeez. <laughs> He wasn't trying to wear brown pants. He was trying to wear brown shoes. Oh, well, whatever it was, it was a fiasco. Everyone was talking about it <laughs> at the Mac wedding. It was funny. It was funny. It, it just... Um, no, he was trying to wear black. He was supposed to wear brown. No, no. We were, we were all wearing blue. You were all wearing blue pants with brown shoes because Alex was supposed to be the only one in black. He wore a black yeah, tux. Yeah. 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 But everyone was saying Colton was trying to wear brown pants. That was the rumor. Oh, yeah. He was not trying to wear brown pants. He was trying, We were all real pissed. He was trying to wear black shoes. Mm, that fucking asshole. Because he didn't want to go buy new brown shoes. Yeah, he's so cheap. Yeah. Speaking of how cheap he is, he got a pretty nice ring. Oh, yeah. Doesn't seem like he's that cheap on that. No. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Well. It seems like he's really excited about getting married and like. The fact that he waited till his 30s to do it for the first time right. is like, it's still fresh and it's awesome. Doing it the right way. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And you've already done it, so you can tell him how to do it. So it's, it's, everybody wins. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to do it a different way. <laughs> or you can tell him how not to do it. Yeah. I think that it's been my, my goal. Like, let, let's not do that. It seems like you guys do the, the blended family pretty well. Yeah. You know, like. 
give that credit to Colton for sure, because I don't know if I would handle that as well as he does, like coming in and having to like going from having no kids. I mean, you can relate more than than I can, but just going from no kids to like these two boys that shoot him in the eye with a Nerf gun. Yeah, day one. And, and, uh, you know, it's a lot and he handles it fine. And he deals with the fact that they have a dad in the picture. Totally fine. He actually is like better at it than me. Wow. Because he comes in with less pent up rage yeah i do and yet he'll he'll flat out say like i'm sorry i I just don't hate the guy because i don't have to yeah yeah why would he yeah he he's done nothing but provide him with some children like (laughs) right i don't know he's that's kind of the way i look at it it's like nothing against the guy he's made some cool kids and now i get to raise them so yeah everybody wins again (laughs) i guess (laughs) it's also like touchy i guess kid parent relationships and Step parents and all that stuff. It's all touchy. Like one little thing, you can say one little thing that's just means nothing to you, and then your kid might take it completely different. Or uh, I'm always worried about that, especially when it comes to like jokes about what kids, which kids are your favorite. Do you guys do that? I'm sure you do it. I mean, kind of. The joke is always the kid that actually is your favorite. So it's like not a joke. (laughs) Right. That might be real. (laughs) So uh, I'm always worried about that. Like, is this funny to all the kids? But who knows? That stuff's probably not traumatizing because let's say – actually, I I had this experience. If you know you're not your parents' favorite kid, but you don't (laughs) think they don't love you because of it. Right. Like, I don't – I was – Jake is definitely my dad's favorite kid. Right. Well, they probably just have a lot more in common. Exactly. Personalities. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, mean, I like never was a, bothered by that. We have a favorite parent, right? I, I don't really. I like them both for different reasons. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, at certain times, I'm, I've am i definitely preferred one over the other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. But yeah, it's not consistent. Do you I'm, have one that you just click with better? You don't have to say which one, but you can. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. On most things. I have one that's definitely more difficult. Your um, mom. <laughs> oh, wait, we're we're talking about parents. <laughs> oh, my mom is like my child. Oh, okay. She needs handlers. That's why she has her husband and me. Between the two of us, we keep her in check. <laughs> mm. Oh, speaking of your mom, there's another Miss Baker in town. Have you heard about her? New what? preschool teacher. Oh, no. Just down the road. Nope. Gonna have to have a Miss Baker off. I was gonna say there's like a lot of people with the name Mrs. Baker. Yeah, but, but they're not you're, all teachers. You're referring to a teacher. I was really just looking for a segue to talk about the new preschool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the new preschool. We uh, we went and visited uh, the Dylan Jude Harrell oh, yeah. Community Center uh, where it's at now with it in the building that was clean, the rehab place for a while. It still has all the signs up and everything. They're using it for a preschool now. Is that like now. by Pioneer Road, that yeah. area? Okay. Yeah. But it was cool. I liked it. Nice. The... Yeah, we walk in there. And so did you have you ever, ever been in this place? I think I was like when I was a middle school kid making. Band, right? Oh, maybe that too. But I, 4-H, we also used to be forced to make old people cards and go sing for them. Yeah, pass yeah. Them out. I was, that's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I have some horrible memories of those experiences. We yeah. we did it not only at my church when I was yeah. young. They round us all up, put us in the church van, take us out and make us go hold hands with the olds. <laughs> And just to brighten their day. Right. Then we did the singing thing for in elementary school where we do that. That was like a, a school trip, but that was always short. We didn't have right. to hang out for a long time there. 
so I could get in, do a quick song. You didn't have to touch the old people also. That was always cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And then in band, we did it in band. We'd go there, play Christmas songs. I was, I was always in and out of that place and it always smelled bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has that old people smell. Yeah. So did they get rid of that smell? They did. I actually I wanted to make a joke about it, but um, I was going to make that exact joke that you just made. I was like, oh, you managed to get the smell out of here. Yeah, that's but, great. Um, I was like, this lady th- doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It hasn't she, been she, an old folks home for a long time. Right. She'd probably think you were referencing drugs. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also used to pick a lady up from there to take her to church. Yeah. Her name was Marie. She used to give out candy. She had a big bag of it, but she talked real slow. <laughs> and you'd have to wait for her to talk to you to get the candy. And so there'd be kids lined up, you know, oh, six or seven ever. deep. And she's moving, like, she she had been hitting the head, I think. She moved slow, too. She's in a wheelchair. Kind of a bigger gal. Yeah, more of a Rubenesque, rotund type. Right. And just candying out all the time. Candy, candy, candy. So I liked her. Her name was Marie. And we would pick her up for church on Sundays. And her mom also lived at the old folks' home. She was much older, not a thicker gal. Real bony and uh, one of those faces that will haunt you. You know, once you get that old, they're all bony. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't find. There's no old thickies. <laughs> and you just take that for what it is. Mm-hmm. You just know if you want to live to be really old. Well, see, this lady didn't seem to want to, uh, <laughs> but she was doing it anyway. She was not living her best life. Right. I never saw her wear anything but a nightgown. Uh, she was always in the room, uh, but never spoke when we came in and out to drop Marie off. Right. It was always dark in there, always super hot, and just that heavy smell. A smell so thick, it's almost like a liquid. Like, <laughs> just 100% humidity and just heavy smell. That's terrible. Yeah. Hey, you know what else you don't see a lot of? No, no, let me finish. Tall old people. Well, they die. they're like Great Danes. I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> You should be. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> this old gal loved Hershey's Kisses. Oh. And she would stand over in the corner, not stand, she was sitting, stand over the corner and go <laughs> with her toothless mouth from across the room at me, a child, and expecting me to come across the room and place the Hershey Kisses in her disgusting, scary mouth. That's horrible. Yeah. And I did it. Um <laughs> Uh, because I didn't want Marie to see me reject her mother and then later be at church hankering for a Nestle Crunch. Right. And then hit up Marie and she says, no way. You know, I was planning ahead. That, I would be scarred by then. That's horrible. I didn't. I try. I would try really hard not to let her lips touch my fingers. Right. Because she's she'd be like, <laughs> like suck, suck it in there. So I'd have to like try to toss it from a couple inches back. Like, was it and then more... you're always risking the choking hazard there. <laughs> was it more like feeding... Like a dog wanting a treat? No, more like a baby bird. Oh. Like a real big one. Not, uh, my next question was, you know, like the, the seals in Seaside? Slapping nah. for it. Just smacking S- for it. Sloppier. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. That was, yeah, some of my earlier memories there at the... The, uh, the old folks' home. But now there's a preschool. I think that's yeah, that's where we're going with that. They've really improved it. That's awesome. They've got all those types out and filled it with colorful toys and, you know, learning materials, that kind of stuff. It's much better now. There's such a need for early education, early childhood education. There seems like there's some money in it. <laughs> Big time. Why isn't that a more uh, 
sought after business opportunity. People could do that. It, you could do a for-profit school. I think you'd I mean, have they do in like cities. small children. It's the first yeah. hurdle in an yeah. appropriate way. Yeah, and I guess people with large amounts of investment capital, they don't even know what kids are like. It's kind of true. Otherwise, they wouldn't have all that money. <laughs> right. It's um, very true. No, nah, there's people who didn't have to work for their money. True. But they probably also still have people to raise their kids for them. Yeah, they have au pairs or whatever they're called. Yeah, that's the fanciest word for it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad I don't have that. I, I don't want someone else raising my kids. No, me either. I like doing it, even the parts that I don't like. Yeah. I, I want to do those parts. It's, it's true. Can be it can be rough. Do you have any crazy mom stories of late? Uh, probably just the one that you, the Nesbit family witnessed me do. That was a good one. Uh, that was a doozy. We can talk about. Yeah, that, let's let's do that. that shitty mom moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt worse for you than I mean he maybe not worse but I mean he did have a severe injury but anyway <laughs> tell the story. All right, so you know we're we're barbecuing that summer afternoon the air is filled with the laughter of children yeah. and the smell of barbecue yeah and we had s'mores even i mean all the happiness <laughs> all the kids are piled on the trampoline and um they're jumping around and colt says ah i broke my arm and starts crying he also made this sound like and i can't do it but he makes that sound a lot i would like to preface by saying this like just getting pinched by his brother, any little move that he does, and like this big that whiny sound, yeah. thing. And there's like moms oh. know the noises. Yeah, and and like that's really the only noise he made. And then dramatically said he broke his arm. Like sure, you do that when your brother pinches you, you know. And as it turns out, he did break his arm. Um, it was a yeah. really good break. <laughs> Like, it, yeah, I, you know, after you guys left and like, well, even as you were like leaving and he didn't stop, like he, he was taking yeah, it very seriously. Yeah, he was just going on and on Yeah, about I was it. like, okay, no, this is actually real. <laughs> and I and so, I started to notice your demeanor change. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's not making it. Yeah. And uh, I I went to tuck him into bed and I was like, yeah, we, we got to get this kid to like the ER probably, but no one likes the ER and they're also like not awesome, you know, never it ends sucks. well. They it's... never seem happy to see you. No. And they're notorious for just like fucking shit up, honestly. Yeah. So, well, they, I mean, yeah, there's lots of reasons for that, but that's true. It's yeah. I'm not even trying to be rude, but it's kind of just factual. And they're I just get... trying to get shit done fast. Yeah. And, um, so I, I said, Hey man, you're clearly in a lot of pain. At that point, I was thinking it was honestly like a bad sprain, but I was like, we do need to get this checked out. We should probably go. And he was adamant, no, don't need to go to the doctor. I'm fine. So I said, oh, well, okay, you can try to go to bed. I think I gave him ibuprofen, but maybe I didn't give him anything. I think I might have tried, but he always refuses anything. He also like for a Straight lot of- laser. For a lot of years, was like afraid of band aids. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, kids every, love band aids. Kids love band aids, and I. I got like, them for Amelia for Christmas as a gift. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know my kid is weird, and I'd be like, "You're like bleeding. I would like to cover that up with a band aid." And he'd be like, "Not the band aid." So, that makes it real. 
yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. But he, he was adamant, no, I don't need to go. So I said, well, why don't you try and calm down? And go to sleep, and I propped his arm up on a pillow, and he fell asleep. It's just like flop in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he fell asleep that night, and I told Colton, like, listen, he's going to wake up within probably two hours in pain, and I'm going to go then, but right now he just needs to, like, relax. He's obviously exhausted. You know, the shock factor, that kind of thing. Just let him get some sleep. When he wakes up at midnight, I'll go then, you know. He slept all night. Um, I had to wake him up the next morning, and he was just like, my arm hurts. Yeah. Well, and so I also had to get hay that day. It's summer, needing to go get a whole truckload of hay. So my mom and I were supposed to both go with our trucks. I hooked my horse trailer up. Like, he's just in the back seat, like, while I'm hooking up the trailer, doing all the stuff in my bouncy truck with a trailer. I park the truck and trailer in Astoria, like 10 blocks away because I can't make him walk with a broken arm, just holding it in the other arm. And like, they, yeah, they x-rayed it and it was super broken. I felt pretty bad for being like, he's fine. He Did you still this. kind of think like, sure, maybe a hairline fracture, but it's not broken, broken it, yeah. until you saw the x-ray? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah, at this point, he's in a lot of pain. It's probably a little fracture. And like, no, it was like... Both bones? Um, I think it was... No, it was just one. Oh, well, that's... At least it was just probably straight. But it was the big one. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the little one. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's not good. You could see space between the two. So, Isn't yeah. that crazy? It is. I love x-rays. They're neat. It was crazy. It really freaked him out. And he was like, don't show me that. Really? Yeah. Man, I think that stuff's awesome. Like, yeah. I always want them to give me copies of x-rays. I never ask, though. I don't know why. Like, especially yeah, my copies. x-rays of my head. That, that shit is bizarre. So How'd like you get x-rays of your head? I, you don't go to the dentist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But, like, that's not my whole head. I, I have had my whole head done. I went to the orthodontics recently. So oh, yeah. they did the whole head. Right. That's probably true. I, why I mean, not not my brain part, but, you know, maybe they did. I don't know. But either way, it's dope. Yeah, it is. It's weird. But he, yeah, he, I, I definitely felt bad. And that was, that was in July or something when it happened. And so he spent the rest of the summer in a full arm cast with like a L-shaped bend in his arm and started the school year with that and then Got a half cast, was playing flag football in the half cast, and then, no, you know, and finally had a room. He healed. But it was finally. A, but it was a long time, and it, like, ruined the rest of his summer. We had a vacation plan, and we all went in the pool, and he just, like, floated on the edge. That sucks. Yeah. So you and Colton moved in together after dating for how long? I mean, I don't know when he officially moved in, but he pretty much stopped going home pretty quick. Yeah, after, like. Two months? Yeah. Two. Okay. I would say. That's pretty quick. It was That's pretty quick. quick. I did the same thing and came into a situation where my new partner had kids already and I just picked up the dad thing right away and tried to do the best I could. Right. How's that process going with Colton? He's fine. He's also adamant of like he's not their dad. Um, he's like, but I'm another person. I'm your Colton. That kind of thing, mm -hmm. but it's a little different than yours because their they're dad. They're older. Well, also. and their their dad 
shares yeah. custody and is a part of their life. So, mm-hmm. but I think he handles it great. I mean, I mean, uh, the the name is really unimportant. What they actually call, <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's in a dad role now. He's For sure. he's living with kids like he's that are going to be in his care at times. It's like yeah, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. And uh, have there been any awkward moments? Mm, I mean. I don't know. What do you mean by awkward moments? Yeah. Things that were uncomfortable or hilarious or, you know, awkward moments. You know exactly what the fuck that means. <laughs> Are you telling me I'm awkward? No, no. I'm not with I'm you. Like, I'm saying as an observer. Yeah, I mean. Like with him in this new role. Uh, I mean, Lane's just funny all the time and the stuff he says. He'll just be like, oh, an April. You're my new dad. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, Lane will just say things blunt like that. And Colton's kind of like, uh, uh. Like, I don't yeah. know how to respond to that. But I don't know. I can't think of any in specific, really. Maybe the fact that my older son is soon going to outweigh Colton. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. And he started immediately wrestling with them on a regular basis. And I think that Colt has actually gained like probably 10 or 15 pounds since Colton's been around. Like he had a huge growth spurt and he's definitely growing out, preparing for the up right now. And um, they always want, when it's bedtime, Colton to slam them on their bed like wrestlers. Uh He picks them up and does it for fun, but like he's hurt himself. He'll also break the bed very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and like, yeah. Colton's like, man, I think I tweaked my shoulder. Like, he couldn't he couldn't work out for a few days after doing that one night. Yeah, boys are a lot more active than oh, girls. Yeah. Like, I I don't have to do the wrestling thing with Amelia yeah. or I mean the other kids either. But um, yeah, that's got to be exhausting. Yeah, I remember being a kid that at that age, I just wanted to wrestle all the time. They do. It's yeah. all they want to do. And, like, I just – I think at my house, I, I'm assuming when they're at their dad's house, they wrestle with him too. I'm sure. I would guess. But at my house, it's just like a no. I'm not going to do it. And so now all of a sudden, like, there's a wrestling person here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're living the best life. Uh-huh. Yeah. If they can get him out of the VR headset. <laughs> right. Has he been playing a lot of golf? He has. Um, and the cutest thing is Lane calls it his binoculars. <laughs> not <laughs> that his, is very cute. Not his oculus. And Lane is obsessed with it. And he frequently, Colton, can I play with your binoculars? Does he actually, can he run it? Like with the controllers and everything? He needs a lot of help. Like okay. he'll have to, he golfs on it though. And then he'll be like, Colton, what do I push? Like every two minutes. And yeah. It's it's kind of awesome for me because I'm really anti-video game of any sort. And I don't know if he told you, but he also bought them an Xbox for Christmas. No, I didn't Against know that. my will. Oh. And uh, he, then he wrapped it and put on it to, like, all of us from mom. And I was like, that mm-mm, get my name off that. Uh. He's like, no, you should take the credits. They're going to love it. And I'm like, no, because I don't love it. So I don't even know the password to get into it. Only he does. So if he's not home, like, they can't ask me. They can't mm-hmm. beg. I'm like, mm-mm. And it's been pretty great because, like, we've had some fights break out over the kids doing it. And mm. I just look at him and I'm like, that's on you. That's your yeah. fight, man. That's your fight. They do create conflict. Yeah. They're, yeah. 
there's lots. What what is it about them that you're anti video games? What makes you anti video games? I mean, just teaching and the kids that I know that have video games and how they're tend they tend to be the ones that have issues. So you're worried that you wouldn't be able to manage your kids' time on the video games? Oh, I can manage it. I manage it so well. I just don't even have them. It's Do you not management. recognize any benefit to them? Mm-mm. What's what's the benefit? The benefit is social, primarily. Because right. um, I didn't have video games growing up, really. I kind of had. I had a Super Nintendo. It was always five years after everyone else. Right. So it like I would know of them, right. and, but never played them. And it it definitely affected me socially because it was it was like that's what people did. Like you right. go over to your friend's house, they want to all play video games. And I always just fucking hated watching people play video games. Right. And I didn't love playing them. Honestly, it was. It's, yeah. I still don't. It's not my thing. But I am into video games in a weird way because I think the technology is really cool. And I see a lot yeah. of potential. And there's lots of use cases for it. But I don't personally enjoy them all that much. Right. Like, I get tired of them real quick. Uh, with the exception of, like, the Beat Saber on <laughs> VR. I'll play that all day. I've heard that's have you tried that game i haven't oh you gotta try it yeah hannah you gotta try it i have videos of colton doing it though it's fun he doesn't know i have those videos um the fact that you look goofy when you're playing is part of why it's fun right otherwise you're you're not gonna enjoy it like you're forced to let go a a little bit and, and be like people are gonna see my body dancing and uh that's gonna be okay yeah. And it's it, and then it's it just makes you feel a little bit less uptight. Like I think we get used to really taking ourselves very seriously. It's it's okay to be goofy, and it's okay for people to laugh at you, and it's okay even to not laugh with them. Like I, I'm busy. I don't. <laughs> I'm busy doing whatever they're laughing at. Let them laugh at me. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, or yeah. it's just not that funny. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it is hysterical. Um yeah, it's fun to watch people do it. Um what was I? Oh yeah, I was talking about video games use uses the social thing, but also it's good for hand-eye coordination. There's just a lot that's possible in a digital realm. Right. So you can just do a lot of shit. Well, and for me, I think too, I know that my kids have video game stuff at their dads and oh. I have no control over that. So I don't know how much time. So you are doing on. the work to balance it. So I'm like, no, nope, we can just not have it here. Well, that's the whole key is like it has to be balanced because the kids mm-hmm. that you're talking about who you've taught who oh, are yeah. really hard to get to focus, who just talk about video games constantly and it's a bunch of nerd shit. Um <laughs> Those kids play too much video games. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, every once in a while, one of those kids is going to be a millionaire because he gets really good at one of those games. I hope but, so. I mean, the world needs all kinds of people. But um, as far as like on a broad scale, yeah. like what all the kids should do, it's just balance. You got to have right. balance. So yeah. the fact that they do have access to it, they're not going to be social outcasts. Right. They're going to know how to do it. They're going to be engaged in that world. Well, now they also have access to it at my house. So yeah. Well, now I'm on your side because I think that having it and not having it is good. But I don't think complete abstinence or just complete indulgence is good. Yep. So it works good that I don't know the password because – and my kids don't either. Mm -hmm. Because Colton's not home. Can't do it at all. And Mm -hmm. they can't even ask. They can't even be like, please. I can't do anything about it. I have no idea what the password is. That's smart. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think the other day he's like, he said something about mom knowing the password. I was, don't tell me. Don't write it down. I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't teach me how to fold a shirt. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Colton likes to buy stuff. I'm sure you figured that out already. There's a good chance he bought that Xbox on a whim. I bet he did, didn't he? Well, he was in Costco and mm. I don't know. I don't think it was on a whim. I think it was calculated. Mm. Oh, he wanted you to think it was on a whim? I think so. Okay. I think it was a calculated move. <laughs> okay. You know, speaking of buying stuff on a whim, Colton's not a morning person, as you're well aware, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Gets angry at me for making too much noise in the house. Well, he recently purchased this uh, morning cocktail stuff. It came in the mail yesterday. It's ridiculous. It is such a gimmick. I don't know what that is. Me either. But the whole gimmick is like it comes with this cocktail shaker. Like Uh it looks like he's making cocktails. And it's some supplement. This was to wake your ass up in the morning. Like it's probably just straight powdered energy drink would be my guess. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's rattling off the nutritional benefits of this stuff and he does his research he usually picks good stuff oh i think that facebook marketing just totally got his ass on oh they'll get you they just know (laughs) he can't wake up in the morning um is the stuff working well today was the first morning so like he follows the directions he's like look at the shaker it came with and last night he like shakes it up and puts it by his bedside so there's this cocktail shaker you drink it in bed to wake up feeling amazing in the directions it's like you know wake up and slam your cocktail so he like made it before he went to bed last night and had his cocktail shaker by the bed um so they want you to drink this tepid separated yeah. liquid in the morning right you got to reshake that shit up you're, you're gonna wake up your partner well, I'm already awake. Oh, you're probably already out running. Yeah, long before this <laughs> happens. He can do whatever he wants. But yeah. um, I just found it hilarious. That is hilarious. He bought into a gimmick. And, and then when I was like, I, I was just teasing him like over the ridiculousness of this shaker. And he's like, that's why I bought it. I like it. The shaker yeah. is so cool. It's okay to just like stuff because it's cool. But this one in particular... I mean, I need to go home and interview him. Like, how'd you feel this morning? Is yeah. alive? I wonder what's in this stuff. Is it ca- just caffeine? I, I remember him talking about caffeine, uh, turmeric. Oh. Ashwagandha. 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 His brother got me on that. Yeah. He, well, but he, he likes al- those gummies. He already eats that all the time. I got tired of them. And it started making me feel sick. And it's also a, like a calmer. Yeah. So I was a little perplexed at why you would want to have that with your waker upper. I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> I specifically don't eat those in the morning. Oh, and turmeric, the anti-inflammatory. Curcumin. Yeah. It was just like. That's that's legit. Well, It's also a beautiful color. It, I mean, it's all legit except for the fact that I, he wouldn't tell me how much he paid for this little <laughs> tub of powder. <laughs> And like what he described to me was like a cup of coffee and three supplements he already has on a shelf. I don't know. I mean, is he getting up and working out? Well, not lately. He's had to work on the jail job, so he leaves super oh. early. What's the jail job? They're building a new Clatsop County, I don't know, jail prison. Oh. What's the difference? Jails are usually smaller and they're like local. Yeah, so county it's probably level. that one. 
They're building that new and he has to work four tens on that. So he has not been working out. Is it a new, complete new construction? It's not a occupied? I think so. It's like tear down, building a new jail. Though the tear down shit sounds horrible. Well, that shit's We don't need to talk about someone else's job. That's dumb. That's boring. Um, I'm going to grab a beer. Sounds good. Do you, can I get you anything? Um, I have wine in this cup. (laughs) Is that a wine cup? Well, yeah, but I normally drink coffee out of it. It's wine-shaped. It is wine-shaped. It's super stupid. I got it for Christmas. Actually, I'm going to have a little bit of whiskey. Yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of whiskey. Whiskey? Oh, this is nice. Isn't that cool? It is cool. Kelsey Burrito. Yeah. No, I listened to that. It's neat. But when I saw pictures of it, it didn't look bumpy. It looked painted. Like in person, it's better. What kind of whiskey are you drinking? Bib and Tucker. <laughs> Six years. Never heard of it. I'm a Pendleton fan myself. This is supposedly good whiskey. I don't really know my shit, though. I just listened to the person at the store. Okay. I had a, things that I wanted to talk about like an hour ago. Hmm. Well, I can update you on uh, selling my horse and getting a new mm. one. Thank you. It was... It was uh, Good whiskey, huh? Oh, give me a second. Ugh. Fucking whiskey. It's good stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't drink it straight myself. I don't have any any diet squirt. Mm. That sounds terrible. I've just picked the funniest one I could think of. What would you have picked? If I was thinking of the funniest thing to mix whiskey with? If you were just going to make that half joke I just made. Yeah, you know, after hearing Diet Squirt, I, I don't know if I can really top it. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, like Mountain Dew. I usually make... Diet yeah. Mountain Dew would have worked well. That <laughs> no, was better. Mountain Dew jokes. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> My dad... Act- oh, you know this. My dad actually drinks Diet Mountain Dew. He's probably drank more Diet Mountain Dew in his life than any other human. Because um, who the fuck drinks Diet Mountain Dew? Yeah. I My mean- parents both drink weird drinks. My mom is a Michelob Ultra gal. Oh, one of those. Who knew? Love. They exist. Oh, they exist. It's a strange, strange drink to choose. And my dad drinks Diet Mountain Dew. I think there's something about the appeal of that skinny can. I think you're right. <laughs> and the old bottles were skinny, too. Are they? I don't know if they still have those. Yeah. yeah. And they had, like, a paper draped on them like it's, like it's a high-class dress. Yeah. I think that they're just classy. <laughs> it's like a Virginia Slim that you can drink. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Look how far you've come, baby. Yeah. Precisely. Marketing is very powerful. It is. Very powerful. It's like mass hypnosis. They can convince everybody of a need that we didn't know we had and then fulfill the need. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I've definitely been convinced to buy things lots of times myself. Probably every day. Not cocktail shakers for my bedside, though. (laughs) Yeah. I've bought worse things. (laughs) Eh. I've spent $200 on a picture of a dog. Was it your dog? No. Because <laughs> it would be a lot cooler if it was. It's it's NFTs. Gotcha. Yeah. They're resellable. So it's not like I just it's not like I bought it off a guy at a flea market. <laughs> like <laughs> That's a stunning that picture dog of that picture. pug over there, I want that. Name your price. It was the dogs playing poker, wasn't it? It's a famous shot. What does NFT stand for? I know what it is, but what does that stand for? Non fungible token. Gotcha. So like okay. as opposed to a fungible token like a Bitcoin. Okay. 
fungible meaning exchangeable, like all they're all the same. If I have one Bitcoin and you have one Bitcoin, right. it doesn't matter who has which Bitcoin. They're the same. Gotcha. Do you know what a DAO is? No. Decentralized Autonomous Organization. They are a new way to organize people and make decisions. So rather than having like, traditionally you have like a centralized entity for decision-making with groups. So like a right. board or a committee. Right. And they're supposedly representative of the larger group. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what the system is that appoints them, what doesn't matter. But it's putting a lot of emphasis on these specific people, but it's not a true democracy. But a, a DAO, you can actually make everybody have a true one vote. Like you can do it, use it to create representative democracy, proportional representation or whatever system you want. Like you can, they're completely customizable and they're ran by smart contracts. So you put the rules in place ahead of time. There's no one who has to keep track of the system. It's just, it just goes. So who's using this? Um, lots of people. I know. Lots of people. Uh, so, uh, but, I mean, like, it, it all sounds great. Yeah, an example. I'll give you a, a fun example because there's lots of boring examples of, like, sure. they use them for, uh, like, coin, cryptocurrency coins that are around finance or healthcare or something. Boring okay. shit. But there's also fun ones. There was one called the Constitution DAO where it's these people all get together on the Internet and they say, hey, we're all going to chip in and buy a copy of the Constitution. And they raised millions of dollars in a very short amount of time because the a copy an original copy of the constitution was going to go on auction so they're like let's buy it i don't know what their plan was uh, see that's the thing is it could be a bunch of like political scientists or political historians who sure. who want to maintain this thing or it could be a bunch of crazy people who want, who think that if they have a copy and they white out over some parts they can change it or, you, you know you never know because yeah. it's it's the internet there's it, copies of the Constitution. Like, yeah. I'm back here on that. There's several, yeah. Like, How many? I don't know. Like, That's so weird. Let's co- see. It makes me um, think of that one movie where they – oh, that was a declaration of independence. Never mind. Um, National Treasure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar. Still just like – I'm getting that vibe here from the story you're telling. I didn't know there were copies, though. It makes sense, though. You wouldn't, you know, create a contract with only one original. Sure. But, I, I mean, didn't they have to, like, handwrite that bitch? Oh, Same, yeah. That would have taken a long time to make those copies. With the big fluffy feather pens, too. Yeah. Fountain. I would have liked to do that. I like writing. That seems really just time-consuming. Yeah. But they, I mean, they didn't have the internet. They weren't Netflix and chilling. Yeah. What else were they going to do? Probably just no Yellowstone being racist. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. No offense, people of the past. (laughs) Those that are still with us. Sorry if you're racist. How many copies of the Constitution were printed? When the U.S. Constitution was first signed in Philadelphia? No. It says 1,787,000. That's not even a number. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Numbers don't lie, man. Numbers don't lie. Okay. Oh, okay. So... 1,787,500 copies were inked by early American printers. What? Today, only 13 still exist. 13. Wow. That seems like a bunch of bullshit to me. Does that not? I mean, the fact that- Would the Philly voice lie to us, though? 
five minutes ago, I didn't know there was one copy. So, yeah. You didn't know there was one? No, I mean, I meant like a copy of. <laughs> yeah, I know. what I meant. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know? That was a dad joke. Yeah. I do those. Yeah. I do them bad. It just comes naturally. They're great, though. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you wanted to talk about Nicolas Cage? What's your favorite Nick Cage film? I mean, right now I can only just think of nat- National Treasure because we're talking about it. Have you seen Con Air? Yeah, good point I have. But, you know, like when you're put on the spot like that and you haven't thought about a guy in a while, it's all you can think about. Yeah, this is a pretty hard-hitting show. Yeah, it is. Um, but for real, though, let's get into Con Air. <laughs> so, but why? Because think about how impactful it actually was in Hollywood. Who was in Conair? A-listers, out the ass. A-listers. Nothing but. Okay. We got John Malkovich. Cyrus the motherfucking virus. You know? Yeah. John Cusack. That's two top list Johns already. Okay. You know? True. Oh, they should have got John C. Riley. Like as the pilot, he would have nailed that. Uh, let's see. Who else we got? Ving Rames in his prime. I don't even know who that is. Look him up. Look him up. Some other time. Bing Rames, he's like a big black dude. Hmm. He's like the big black dude from the early 2000s, late 90s, who wasn't, you know, the one off the Green Mile. I, that's a media where my, my. Or the one off of Friday. There was not that many giant, strong black dudes in Hollywood. All right. Fair enough. There should have been more. Probably. It's because of those racists. Yeah. Looking back on it, probably should have been more. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Bing Rames. Um, Dave Chappelle. First I ever saw him. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. In Con Air. Why do you know all this about Con Air right off the top of your head? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's called being prepared. This is a professional podcast. <laughs> I mean, how do we come to that? It's like, woo, Con Air. I know all these people. Uh, Nick Cage. That's mm. He's the link. True. Yeah, I yeah. know. I got that. Robin Wright. She was good. I don't even think I know this many people that I could rattle off about most movies. It's like, I see their face and I'm like, oh, it's that guy. I remember that guy, but I don't remember their name. I could tell you who guest starred on Mad About You in 97. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it is. I know. That's why I said it on the podcast. (laughs) Pulled that one out of the uh, dusty file cabinet. No, I actually really do love Mad About You. It's a great show. Right. Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt. Come on. Sure. Paul Reiser was recently in something that was real good. He played somebody's dad. What was that? Melissa's probably saying it to me right now if we're listening to this together. That's good. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'm ruining the podcast with my John Malkovich talk. What do you want to talk about? Do you want me to update you on, um, you know, I was listening and it's kind of been actually a crazy year for me. Like I was like, going to sell my horse. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the horse. I'm going to be single, and we, I want a new job. Things I did changed. All, I did all of those things. All yeah. three had changed. So what's your new job? Now I'm a fourth grade teacher. And before Park, you were? Middle school math. That's a pretty big swap. It's a huge swap. Very good one. Very good one. You get paid the same? I do get The paid works better? Same. Works better. What a great move. Yeah, Ocean Park is um, definitely, I can say, the best school on the peninsula. Best town on the world. Yeah. Whole planet. I don't know if I feel that way about Ocean Park like you do. You're, uh, you know, raised there, but. It's my heart. The school is easily 
just the best. OP till I die. That's right. I had actually never really been there until I got the job. It's a cool, actually really cool school. Yeah, it is. And all my cousins went there. And they, you know, you knew all of them. Yep. One of them was in my class. And I was the only one that didn't out of my cousins. Like, oh, she thinks she's too good going to Long Beach. La-ti-da. Yeah. Whoop-dee-doo. That is how we talked about all you Long Beachers. Yeah, for sure. I would too. Yeah. That's so weird that that's like, there is a very much classist divide, or there was at least back in that time. And like when we all got together at Hilltop, it was noticeable. Oh, yeah. And that's where, you know, the wheat was separated from the chaff. Because if you were cool from Ocean Park, you had the challenge of, of the mesh in right. when you get with the Long Beach kids. If you were cool at Long Beach, you were, you were in. Like there was oh, yeah. like people were already talking about you. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, man, if you weren't cool at Ocean Park, you were worst doomed. Worst of the worst. <laughs> you were doomed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oops, I just blew in the mic. Oh. I laughed too hard. <laughs> Whoops. Picturing faces from the, the past. Yeah, just picturing who fits into those categories. Yeah. And you know what sucks? Some of those were very cool people. Oh, yeah. And we, and we didn't get to experience their potential because of, of kids are assholes. It's true. And now, I mean, like as an educator at the middle school, I was the new like coming from seeing the LB and OP kids. And there's a big noticeable difference as an educator too still well not anymore because now we don't have that problem we have kindergarten through second grade the whole peninsula yeah it's mixed now we've gotten rid of that and some people still say that's a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing depends on your carbon footprint opinion like it seems like a lot more traveling for people who don't live close it might be but i don't know it would be for me that's really the only thing that i've thinked about right thinking about (laughs) (laughs) right and I'm sure it is for people, but I don't know. It, I saw it from a teacher's perspective, and you could tell which kids were which a lot of the time. And we don't have to have that problem anymore. That's good. Yeah. I wonder, though, about the small class size, just knowing each other for that long. Because, like, we at least got fresh new faces eventually. Yeah. And then we were together from, like, fourth grade on. Still a long Eight years. Still a long time. You get to know people well in that time. not kindergarten. Yeah. I I had people who I knew uh, who were in every class I had from preschool through 12th grade. Yeah. Like there's a handful of people like Madeline probably is in most of my classes. Matt Bellinger. Yeah. Was he an Ocean Park kid? I thought he was homeschooled. He was homeschooled. Okay. But he was in my preschool class. Gotcha. So I knew him. Um, Yeah. There's there's a few. Bethany Heimbinger, she yeah. was in most most of my classes. I wonder how she's doing. Shout out to Bethany if you're listening. Pretty good, I think. She has an adorable new baby. Oh, yeah. Talking about babies. God, I love babies. Might have a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm an open book when it comes to this. I'm super curious. Fill me in. What so and fill the audience in. What's what's the what's the deets? <sighs> well, the deets are then I had my tubes tied after Lane. So, um, you know, they say tubes tied, which is really like not an accurate description of what actually happens in that surgery. Just calling them tubes. I mean, they are fallopian I tubes. I mean, they really are tubes. That it sounds okay. unofficial. It does sound unofficial. But, I mean, that's what everyone says. It Like, they're tied off. And, like, people are like, well, untie the nun, you're good to go. Um, but there's, like, a whole bunch of different methods. And at the time, when I was having that done after Lane, my life was actually... Melissa was there for this one time. Like, I made a really bad joke. I mean, it was before that I knew that my whole marriage was about to, like, 
implode. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm getting my tubes tied. I mean, either way, when we get a divorce, I'm good to go. And like, she like had this outburst of laughter like, that's not okay. And I was like, five months later, like. You must have known on some level. Probably. Yeah, looking back, I probably probably had a hunch. Yeah. So anyway, I, I still don't regret it. I'm really not sad about it. It's been nice to not have to worry about that. But I had that done and I had, I, at, at the time I told the doctor, there's there's one method where they will remove your fallopian tubes. Keep your ovaries, keep your uterus, not going to screw up your hormones because that's key. No one, woman wants so to. So just remove the, the pathway. Yeah, just the pathway. And I said, I want them removed. I want them gone. I don't want a chance that these babies are coming back. And uh, my doctor was like, that's pretty severe. Like, we don't really do that unless we're in there for another reason. I didn't have a C-section or anything. I had to go in and have surgery. And she argued and argued. I was like, no, I'm serious. Take them out. So you eventually convinced her? I did not. Mm. I tried. As it turns out, it's probably going to be helpful now. <laughs> but, yeah, I bet. Yeah. But um, she insisted on a method called the Filshi clip. And you can look it up. Asian guy named Filshi made this clip. You put the clamp on. It's like a little chip clip for your pathway. Okay. I, I have two of those on my vest deference. <laughs> so you know what's up. Wait, do they use the same Filshi clip? I don't know. Don't mine's mine's a little stainless steel clips. I don't know. Yeah, I think mine is too. Weird. I, that, I'd be interesting to find out. That would be but. interesting. I always like to know exactly what's happening when I have something done. So, like, I I knew all these and I've researched, like, people's clips coming loose. I do a lot of bouncy activities. Mm-hmm. I ride horses. Yeah, I run. Know. Like, I was like, what if that baby shakes loose? What if there's a chip clip floating around in there? Mm-hmm. It seems bad. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I was a little reluctant. And this lady at the time was like, listen, I'm going to put these on there really good. And I was like, well, if you don't, I'm going to come for you. Like, we're going to have issues. And she kind of made some joke at the time, like, when some really big, blonde, angry lady comes and finds me 10 years from now, like, I'm going to run. I was like, well, you, you should. So anyway, had my tubes tied. Fast forward, all this life happens. Colton has no kids. Um, and I didn't really know how that conversation was going to go. Were you nervous about that? I was a little nervous about that. That's a big deal. It was a very big deal. Um, Maybe the biggest. Right. And it was like the easiest conversation ever. It was another one of those moments where it it was pretty amazing because I said, like, there's things that can be done and we can overcome this obstacle. But as of like right now, we can't just decide to have kids. Like, we're going to need some medical intervention. And he was just like, oh, all right. Well, that's fine. If you don't want to have another kid, it doesn't change the way I feel. I'm still staying. And it was like, I was like, well, and I don't know if I want to have another kid, but I might. And it was very much like, either way, it's not a deal breaker. I could have a kid for you or you could not have a kid for me and things aren't changing. Oh, that's healthy. That sounds great. It was. Yeah. That's a very good. It was. That's like the best way that could go. I know. It was the easiest conversation ever. And I was actually like a couple weeks in where it's like, I don't want to be creepy when is this conversation appropriate? Because when is it like, well, wait, why are you talking about reproduction? Like, it's like uh, yeah, we're barely if... dating and I don't even like you. You know, yeah. you're, you're like unsure. But I was like, you know, Colton and I have a real struggle with holding anything back. Super both oversharers on a regular basis, which is great because, you know, 
don't have to guess. It is great. I like that too. It's super great. So we just overshared that conversation and it was that easy. But now we we are in the works of we actually have our first fertility appointment coming up in March. Shit's getting real. Shit's getting real. Wow. That's cool. It is cool. So since you've had your tubes tied, there's been no follow-up surgeries to that. You're still tied up? Yeah. No, I'm clamped up. You're clamped up. Chip clipped up. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of – how invasive are we talking for a de-clipping? Well, so that's the thing. I'm not going to. I'm going to keep the clips because I don't want to uh, have – like six more kids. I want to have one more kid to share that experience with Colton and let him be a biological father, not just a the kind he's being now. Yeah. You know? So um, you're going to outsource? <laughs> We're not going to outsource. Wait, what do you mean by outsource? Surrogate. Oh, no. I'm going to do it, but you don't have to like block or you don't have to unblock that passageway. IVF. Um, Which in, stands for? In vitro fertilization. They, um, they're just going to treat it like I'm infertile and need that, that intervention, even though I'm not, you like go through the round of horrible hormones that they pump. I'm not looking forward to that, but it's like. So instead of the egg coming from the ovary down the fallopian tube into the uterus where it implants, the fallopian tube's gone. They just take the egg, mix it up in a test tube and implant it in your uterus and let it attach. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're just going to retrieve eggs from me like I'm a person with a fertility issue, which Mm -hmm. as far as I know, I'm not. Doesn't seem like it. You got real easy time making fully functional. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, they'll just fertilize the eggs in a dish. Yeah. It's amazing. And then implant them. Crazy part, too. Like you can play God. Some some doctors, it's pretty controversial, but they'll, they'll know the sex of the embryo they're implanting like genetic testing i don't know they full-on genetic test all of them make sure they're okay oh oh yeah just through the genes yeah you know that's pretty the, cool. um like the genetic test you have at like 12 weeks of pregnancy or whatever they're like already doing that on an embryo yeah you probably i mean i wonder how many cells you need to get it to run not many probably not can't even tell it's i mean it's just like a little speck and they know yeah but it does increase your likelihood of twins I hope you do have twins. I hope that you're wrong. I think that would be great. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, and I hope they're both girls because two boys, two girls, that'd be cool. Well, that would help the situation. Also, Can you imagine two little girls running around? That'd be adorable. I'm probably going to pay off the doctor to put in the girl embryo. <laughs> you're, uh, you're pretty full up on boys. Yeah, there's enough. Yeah. Also, um, if I was ever gonna get an athletic little jockey to ride my barrel horses it's gonna be colton's kid not the last guy (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) his sister's tiny yeah i mean she's built perfect for it she was a cheerleader in high school remember that a flyer yeah that's right ideal situation (laughs) yeah do you need the jockey you're gonna build a little horse empire i mean probably not but it doesn't hurt it'd be cool it doesn't hurt to be a lightweight athletic rider yeah I got the athletic part. I do not have the lightweight part going for me. Yeah. It, I imagine that would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You ever run with, you know, 50 pounds on your back and you take off 20 and notice that it's easier with 30? Yeah. I bet that's how my horse feels. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yep. I mean, they're really strong. But they are I'm really sure, strong. But I'm sure you can feel the it, difference. It takes off tenths of a second and 
in a sport that sounds serious. Anyway, we went from fertility to so anyway, yeah, have anyway. a promising promising tiny child. That's pretty cool. So when do you when do you go in for your fertility appointment? Uh we have one in March. Wow. It's exciting. Yeah. They have a and for our wedding, like we don't really need anything. We already have a house. And I was like I have my cousins, Lacey and Katie, like, there's a group message going, like, what do you do? It's so awkward to me, that whole, like, registering for gifts and stuff. I hate it. Yeah. It makes me really uncomfortable. And I was it like- It makes me feel poor. <laughs> right. Like, I don't like it. Please buy me this. Yeah. I'm sad. Exactly. Um, but um, <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. It's a weird concept. You know who doesn't mind it? Rich people. I don't understand. Yeah. It's a good point. They're not uncomfortable with it at all. Why? I don't know. So we're not rich is what you just – I just got I'm that. definitely not rich in my head. Right. I never will be. I'll right, always right. be poor and fat. Right. So it's, Same. Well, that will never change. At least change. the fat part. Um, it's, it's just – that's who I am. Right. But being a poor fat guy who's in pretty good shape and has got money is not so bad. <laughs> it keeps me having a pretty good perspective, level-headed. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, wedding invitation – I was like, can we, like, put something on there? Like, how do you word it nicely? Well, listen, this is going to cost a bit. We don't want presents. If you feel so compelled, why don't you pay for our IVF? That's a great idea. That's not even – that's not weird at all. Uh, yeah. So I – I'd be way more willing to fork out some dough for that than I would for, a, you know, a $600 pizza oven. Yeah. Who would buy such a thing? <laughs> Uh, I mean, pizza is delicious. It is delicious. But who has the time? Yeah, who? I wouldn't know if the pizza is delicious. I've never had it. Never even been invited to have any. Mm, it's getting personal now. So this pizza thing, it, it was a thing. No, it's it's not. It's nothing. I probably shouldn't even talk about it. Don't want to start anything. You know they'll hear this. I do know that. I do know that They're they will. They're your biggest fans. <laughs> not big enough to make me a pizza. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, make them a pizza. I love them. I don't care if they make me pizza. I love them too. I was actually thinking about her this morning. They're like the best people. Notice how it went right for the her. I was thinking about her this morning. I was thinking about him. Mm -hmm. you know, Weird. All the time. He's he's a good one too. <laughs> uh, they're they're great. Shout out to Max. Yes. Love you guys. All but right. Lacey did find a thing. She found a way to word it. It was super like you know clever, and it's vague. And if you know me, and if you're listening to the podcast about how I'm uh, going to have IVF, then you'll understand. But if they don't, they'll just be like, I don't know why, but they want money. I'm not quite sure. The, here's what you do. You mint a series of NFTs that are pictures of a baby okay. with different traits. You okay. make I mean, 200 traits. That's lowballing it these days. Right. I saw some elephants the other day, 500 traits. 500. You're never going to find one that's the same. But I think 200 for babies is probably good. You mint these NFTs, make okay. it a really limited release. Like we're talking 3,000. And I don't know, charge like, I don't know, five or $600 a piece. Eight or nine at the most, but just make sure they're cheap. Right. And uh, yeah, you mint these things, you offer them to people. You say, hey, we're going to start a DAO about my baby. So you're all going to have input. Obviously, you have the final say, but let them pick the name. Let them pick the gender. I mean, if you get it in with CRISPR to where, you know, you have a little more control, let them pick the eye color. Get this, make this Dow baby happen. And I mean, you're going to get, people will buy it. I mean, make sure it's deflationary, obviously. 
there will be a burn. Like once a year, you do a, a token burn. That's where like you're able to trade in your baby token for like you can trade it in and you, you got to trade in two and you get one of these like toddler tokens, you know. <laughs> so it's deflationary. So there's a new thing. It, it'll drive demand. Also, the, the supply will go down because of the burn. And then before you know it, you're rich. You got a brand new baby and you didn't have to do any of the thinking for yourself. What if they pick a boy? And that's and that's crypto. <laughs> oh, what if they pick a boy? Yeah. Oh, you veto that shit. Okay. We don't need any more of those. I'm already doing that with Colton. <laughs> <laughs> your body, your choice. He wants a boy. Yeah. I told him that either we're going to stick with it, we're not going to pick and let it be a surprise and let the doctor pick, or I'm going to be right on this one. I have a feeling that there's no way he's going to win that. Yeah, probably not. Just like, nah, it's not going to happen. I just, I picture a girl. That's just what I see. Yeah. Um, be good. We'll see. Time will tell. Balance it out. Well, we're copying the Nesbit, so it would make sense if our child was a girl. Yeah, but we already have a one and one and one. True, but so I mean, I was pretty open. That's that made me to where I was like, I'm completely open, boy, girl, all good. Yeah, maybe a little of both. Who knows? I predicted your baby was a boy. Oh, really? Yeah, I was wrong. Mm. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have to name her Stanton the Fourth. <laughs> that would have been unfortunate. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. I don't think so. That's good. What do you think for names? You got any ideas? Well, I actually had a girl name for both of my sons, picked out both times, and it's Ivy, and that's my horse's name, so oh, I already so. used it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're both going to be Ivy, and now Ivy. Oh, that's a stripper's name, so that's a good thing. Uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> stripper's name. Yeah, she'd but... be good at it. Yeah, and she's just doing it temporarily until she gets enough money for medical school. Yeah. But... um. Actually, what I think of is Uma Thurman in Batman. Oh, yeah. Batman Forever, I think. The one where she plays Poison Ivy. Definitely. It's a good flick. It is. Um, I always thought that it was like God probably knew. It was like he took a look at my ex-husband and me and was like, we probably shouldn't make another girl out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I think No, I think she would have been just fine. I think Uh, she would have been enormous. That's not bad. Yeah. No, no. I think think you're, uh, you're selling your jeans short. Well, I'm just saying there like that would be an unnecessarily large. Woman. It's a funny joke, but it's a uh, it's not true. It's not factual. Okay. Um I do think though that your boys are very like specimens of young men. They're going to be huge <laughs> huge guys. They are going to be like, huge. Uh it's a good thing they like sports cuz the sports programs around here will benefit from having some giant dudes. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of excited for that. Like I'm like damn all this hard work's paying off. Like, I'm going to have these two. They're going to be so big, they just pick me up. Yeah. That's a feat. You know? It's like, yeah. my kids are just going to be, like, towering over me. Yeah. You're making these, like, big men. And you're hopefully raising them to be protective, you know, strong men who aren't going to be terrorizing the world. They better not be. Hopefully not. I'll fuck them up. I've lost, I've lost so much hope in men after the, the news of the last few days. That's a good point. Like, fuck. Where... Ugh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, actually, no, I do want to talk about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to preface this next part because I didn't really like the way that it, it came out. And so I want to just explain that I was in a place where I was I had just found out some news about a teacher that really disturbed me. And I was feeling discouraged about the state of the world. It's disgusting and it's it's just 
It was really bumming me out on this particular day in light of what I had just found out. So, yeah, that's where I was. But don't take it to, you know, don't be offended or anything. I, I don't think men are bad. I think men are really great. The vast majority of men are good people. And it only just takes a few bad apples to spoil the bunch, you know. But there's definitely a few bad apples out there. So I was going to take this out, but I decided I better just leave it because that's what I would want. If I was a listener, I'd want to hear this part. So this is what I was feeling in the moment. It's not necessarily what I feel right now or anything like that, but I'm going to let you guys listen to it anyway. Just me being real. All right. So I was having a thought last night. If you look at the statistics regarding crime of any kind, other than like maybe shoplifting by putting stuff in your vagina, (laughs) every other crime has been overwhelmingly committed by men, like 10 to 1 ratio men to women, right? Totally. There was a time when men were not seen in professions like childcare, education. True. Areas where they might end up spending one-on-one time with children. Yeah. And it was just like common knowledge. Like, no, obviously the men won't do that job. And we've kind of grown to think that it was because society just placed men on a pedestal and they were, you know, they were, they were the doctors. Yeah. They were above that job. But I'm starting to think that maybe it was just because men are not trustworthy and they, they like to do crimes. And out of every hundred men, maybe one of them is going to want to fuck a kid. And which is. A fucking lot of men. Exactly. Even though it's only one out of a hundred, it's 1% of the population of men. And it's like... That's a sad thought that you just had there. I know. And you might be on to something. It is a sad thought because it it goes right against what I actually believe uh, or want to believe about an egalitarian utopian society where we are actually just equal and the gender differences are, you know, negligible. And But that's one that's, that's concerning with when you have kids it's like you can't you can't think your way out of it it's like you don't know who to trust that's true it's really true that that sucks sucks. that's a that's a bad statistic that you just made up there yeah i did make it up but no i mean not the thing about crime i actually if i'm recalling i believe it's like 98 percent. it is it's very high all crimes committed by men Mm -hmm. all right let's get to the bottom of this So for some real crime statistics that I did not make up, we'll go to Wikipedia. In 2014, more than 73% of those arrested in the U.S. were males. Men accounted for 80.4% of persons arrested for violent crime and 62.9% arrested for property crime. That's not that high. I mean, still over half, but not nearly as high as I was thinking. But that's just for property crime. Women like property, too. 2011, United States Department of Justice compiled homicide statistics in the United States between 1980 and 2008, and that study showed the following. Males were convicted of the vast majority of homicides in the United States, representing 89.5% of the total number of offenders. Young adult black males had the highest homicide conviction rate compared to offenders in other racial and sex categories. Okay, now that complicates things. Are we looking at a justice system that favors whites? And women? Or are we looking at a fair justice system that has pinpointed the main offenders? Could be a little column A, a little column B. But it does say on the very next line, white females of all ages had the lowest conviction rates 
of any racial groups or age groups. So Karens aren't out there getting arrested, huh? We know they're causing trouble. Come on, white women. We know you're out there causing trouble. Not getting arrested. Boy, this flips the script, doesn't it, guys? Maybe men aren't so bad after all. Males were more likely to be murder victims, too. Oh, there's a good one. Okay, so males are 76.8% more likely to be victims of murder. Females were the most likely to be the victims of domestic homicide and sex-related homicides. Males were most likely to be victims of drug-related and gang-related homicides. Wow. According to arrest data from the FBI in 2011, males constituted 98.9% of those arrested for forcible rape. Well, that makes sense. How does a woman forcibly rape somebody? Don't answer that. Males constituted 87.9% of those arrested for robbery. Males constituted 85% of those arrested for burglary. Males constituted 83% of those arrested for arson. 81% of those arrested for vandalism. 81% of those arrested for motor vehicle theft. 79% of those arrested for offenses against family members and children. 77.8% of those arrested for aggravated assault. And so on and so forth. Men are pieces of shit. But we already knew that. So there you have it. It's a little more convoluted than we thought. It's not so black and white. The statistics are a little more gray area. But for the vast majority of crimes, the perpetrators have a dick. Could be the testosterone. Could be the societal pressure to look like a badass. Who knows? But it's an effect that we can notice and measure. And that's not saying that all men are evil. But no. out of all evil people, most of them are men. True. That's, that's all that's saying. Yeah, but that's a lot to think about. And I let's let's I'm a man. Full disclosure. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm aware of this. I'm not a self-hating man. I love being a man. But there is just like. I don't know. You look at the world and you just see these patterns. It's like, fuck. Come on, guys. It's true. Makes it, it sucks. You know, horrible for anyone trying to date right now. <laughs> That's a bad, yeah. bad thought. Yeah. Who, who are you going to be dating? Not sure. Yeah, you don't Maybe know. Maybe a criminal. <laughs> hey, not all criminals are bad. Uh, the majority of them are just normal people. But, yeah, pedophiles in particular are big problem. It's a very big problem. It's, it's a big problem. I, uh, yeah, and it sucks because nobody wants to talk about that. No. It's very awkward. It's a very you can awkward. feel it. It's awkward yeah, right now. It's awkward. But like we just found out about this news yesterday of somebody we know who's in trouble now for that. It's not the first time that's happened this year. It's like Which is mind boggling. Yeah, it is. Also how I got my fourth grade job. Oh. Serendipitous. Yeah. Blessing in disguise. For someone. For you. <laughs> and the kids, as it turns out. Getting rid of that shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm discouraged. I feel I'm feeling discouraged about society, but there's a lot of good shit going on. There the is. world's a beautiful place. If you look for it. Yeah. You know, I think back to like when you talk about your family's like gratitude text. I love that you have kids old enough to participate in that. I try to get my like student kids to participate in stuff like that and someone always ruins it and it pisses me off so bad yeah. i'm trying to be happy and like like we did a 
uh, every every month there's a character trait for the whole school district, actually, that we're like teaching little lessons about. And um, November was gratitude month. And I had this little gratitude wall and I would just like make their entry task the whole month, put a little sticky note on their desk and they just like pop something down there, grateful for that day. And I said, like, some things are going to be really small, like just like cinnamon toast crunch this morning, man, give me that. Or if it's something good and like inevitably halfway through the day, some little guys walking over to the board and they're like, someone put, you know, and there's something bad on it. Yeah. I'm like, we're not grateful for that. And I kept being like, we will prevail. You know, I like talk to them in a very nice way. Like we won't let negativity get rid of our gratitude wall. Like I'm not going to end it. I'm not going to quit putting sticky notes, but you should, you should be better. Yeah. This morning we're trying to meditate. One kid won't stop standing up and clapping during meditation. <laughs> You're like I, I like can't. round of applause or one single clap. I can get behind one single clap. That's funny. <laughs> Seriously? That's better? Uh, a little. Yeah, to me, that's a good one. It wasn't good. One clap? Yeah, repeatedly. Oh, repeatedly is not like, okay. Like he would like, you know, do clap and like, you know, bring his arms around like. If you're going to continue to take attention from the activity, I'm not okay with it. But that's I love a little, a little shake up in the day. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, this particular shake up happens all the time. So yeah, that's, that's no good. I was good. pretty over it. I was yeah, like, you don't come want, on. We you want five minutes it. of happiness right now. But let's say the, the girl who... The sheepish girl who always sits in the corner and reads and yeah. never causes any trouble, always turns in her work. Let's say she stands up and does one single clap during meditation. <laughs> How do you feel about that? That's a good point. It's well, different. It is different. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. But see, that's the thing. Kids aren't clever. Yeah. They don't understand context. Yeah. That's it yeah. takes a while. Oh, God. If I if I was to take an honest look back at my own <laughs> childhood and my own experimentation in humor, right. I had some blunders yeah. for sure. Yeah. Lots right. of times when I wasn't the appropriate person to stand up and clap and I chose to anyway. <laughs> See, there was this kid. He, uh, he, he, he does a lot of things and the kids know what he does all on a regular basis. And they're like, you know, they, they just kind of like ignore it at this point. There he goes again. There he goes again. And the other day, this kid, very funny, uh, this this other easygoing kid, he's like, oh, he's probably doing blank again. You know, where, where this kid takes off to and stuff. And I said, actually, I think we all need to take a moment and recognize the fact that they've had really good time lately. Like, they haven't been doing that. And he just like cleverly was like, true, you know what, he's, he's having a good week, but it would appear he's returned to his natural habitat. <laughs> and it was so funny, like when a nine-year-old comes up with that. Yeah. And it was like, you're not supposed to laugh. Like he has returned to his natural habitat. Who was your fifth grade teacher? Neeson. Neeson. Do you remember this kid named Paul who was in Johnson's class? He was like sounds a familiar. troublemaker kid. Yeah, but sounds a little familiar. If you'll recall, in that classroom, there was those big kind of felt blue partitions that they have. Yeah. They used to have all over the place. Yeah. Um, around his desk <laughs> to where he was walled off from all the other kids. Hmm. And um, the teacher would just let us be mean to him. Like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a shit of a kid. Right. But still. Um, but we definitely made it worse by, by <laughs> berating him and torturing him behind the wall. That's Horrible. Shout out Paul Mormon. Or no, 
Gibson. Paul Gibson. That sounds familiar. Paul Mormon, another kid from that same era who also moved away shortly thereafter. Excellent running back. Shout out Paul Mormon. That's good. But also Paul Gibson. Sorry for throwing all that trash on you, bud. It was not my best moment. And I regret it. See, my kids definitely aren't like that. Like, they were coming from a supportive place. Like, they're like, we're just going to let him be. He's doing his thing. You know? They're very like, no. I'm glad that doesn't happen. I wouldn't allow for that to happen, but I also... Well, you would have had to have orchestrated it. I didn't oh. bring those partitions. <laughs> <laughs> but you... you don't have a bad kids area? No. Yeah, they don't, you don't see that a lot anymore. No, we don't. They don't let you do the solitary confinement of children. No, they just... Stand up and clap during meditation. It's everyone's just running amok. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of running amok, you following politics lately? Nope. No, not at all. I thought you were gonna go into running since you're talking about running amok. I was well, let's like, do that instead. I was like, this will be more exciting. And then you went to politics. <clears throat> I was like, oh. Well, because no. shit's crazy right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I've actually had to be doing some research on it lately because just so I know what I'm talking about on here. So I was just gonna, I was gonna lay it out there for you, audience to to hear. But if you don't want to hear about it, it's okay. We I mean, let's talk about running. Let's just talk to. about running. Oh, I signed up for Hood to Coast. Mm. Maybe I'll be pregnant, so I can't do that. Yeah, I know. But maybe in two years you do it again. Yeah, maybe. You should. It's fun. I don't. It doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah, I guess it's not that fun. I mean, <laughs> that one that one time we did the Washington Hood to Coast, I got a human shit on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't my own. There it is. I found it. We're going into human shit. Okay. So how did you get human shit on yourself on this event? All right. So it was when we were at that. I don't even know where that started. I don't know where we went in that van. Do you know? Because that might help the story. Lake Isabella State Park. Okay. The, so for Hood to Coast, Washington, 20, I don't know. 18. 2018. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we're in, we're in this dark field. As any running event has a closer, okay, sorry, You're good. long line of uh, porta potties, always huge line, you know. But you notice how it's never enough porta potties. Like never. you show up to a place and you're like, Jesus Christ, who needs 150 porta potties? And then there's still then the a droves line. of people show up. Yeah, there's a line. Anyway, all these porta potties, dark field. I think Melissa was running first. Yep, she was the year. lead off. Yeah, she was. She was starting. Only one that had to run in the dark. I went over to use the porta potty, and I did not have to shit. That that part of this story is important because that makes it so much worse. It was important on the day too. You made sure to mention that. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like something I would say. Uh, because honestly, it's true though. Yeah, it is important. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. Go on. No, but it's important because if it was my own shit, it would be embarrassing and gross. But this story is just. Flat out gross. Which makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if I should have... it'd be still kind of funny if it was your own <laughs> shit. go ahead. my own <laughs> Creative. Like, yeah. tricky. Uh, anyway. So, I use the porta potty in the dark, and I come to find you guys. I walk around the field some more. Things are fine. Don't really notice. We get in the van to go to that next spot. It was a really short drive. Thank God. As soon as I get in the van, I'm like, man, someone smells funky in here. What is this? And I looked down on my shoe, on the side of my foot. Undoubtedly, I shit on it. There were no dogs. And it didn't have the dog shit odor. You know the difference. Or the look. I mean, it was clearly 
human shit. And uh, yeah, I just was like, I have human. Oh, but we had to like get to the next checkpoint. So I didn't have you stop. I just like froze. Like, I'm not going to move. Were you sitting up front? Nope. Where were you sitting? Middle. Middle. Yeah. I was horrified. I was like, I'm just not moving. I like, kind of like left my foot there. It was on the side of my foot, not the bottom. Like Both. It was both. Well, it was probably both until I walked around the field. So at this oh, point, yeah, okay. it's just on the mesh part on the side of my shoe, approaching my sock dangerously close. Like it's... Ugh. Smeared up the shoe in the yeah. crevices. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, running shoes are all mesh. Like <clears throat> that shit was going to get in. You There's know? lots of surface area there. Yeah. So like I got out and I started gagging and I was like, get me a baby wipe. Get me a baby wipe now. And um, you so never get it all. Someone got me a baby wipe. And that was the fucked up part. Like had that have been any other scenario, I would have taken those shoes off just on the spot right there, thrown them in a fucking dumpster. Done. Those shoes are a goner. You can't wash that out. Human feces, it is not your own. That's a mystery. It's, that's gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. You, you, and you just never, you'll never get that image out of your head. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want these shoes. But we're about to do Hood to Coast Washington. I haven't even ran yet, and that is my only pair of running shoes for the whole day. They got a baby wipe, and I had to wear human shit on my foot all day. Yes, I remember that well. <laughs> I also remember how I said, I don't want to bring it up again, but and you're, you were like, well, for not wanting to bring it up again, you sure are bringing it up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I probably did. It was upsetting. Yeah. It's amazing how often shit gets brought up in running situations. Yeah. Like it's automatic. Yeah. It's like everyone just understands it too. Once you've done it a few times, it's yeah. like not even surprising. Um, yeah, Heidi Clark told Melissa and I that we weren't runners until we lost toenails and shit ourselves while we were running. And Melissa and I both took pride in the fact that we're like, yeah, we're not real runners then. It's fine. We're not real runners. Lost toenails, but I did become a runner this year. <laughs> oh, man. Real runner. Which race? It wasn't a race. Uh, a training? It was just a race to my house. Oh my gosh, that you were grinding. Or were you sick? <laughs> no, neither. It what was happened? just a, it was just a surprise. Oh. It, it happens. I just didn't see it happening. Oh, it happens. And it did. And then uh thank God that was when Colton was still going to the gym in the morning. But sometimes he wouldn't. Sometimes he would just be like, I'm gonna sleep in and I started getting close to the house and I was like, That that asshole better be at the gym. I hope he had motivation this morning because I'm not walking back in this house like this. You can't let him see you that way. No, no. But he was gone, so it's fine. He, That's one he that I, even know. I would not be able to do it. it I, I'd be so worried that I would never be sexually attractive again. <laughs> right. Like, uh, I'll let her see me in some pretty terrible circumstances. Yeah. Not that. Not that. No. It was horrible. I, was hor- I wasn't I was attracted to my own self. <laughs> it's a terrible moment, but we, we've all done it. And anyone who says they haven't is a liar. Well, I... But I could have safely said I hadn't up until uh, November. <laughs> that's a very good record. Yeah. That's astronomically more for me. I'd say I'd say I shit myself, I don't know, once every two to three years. <laughs> we talked about it on the last time I was on the podcast <laughs> at CISPIS. Oh, exactly. Well, that was, that was a very early one. One of the more traumatizing <laughs> shit myself events. Right. It but, happens. You know. Yeah. For the most part, it's, you know, it's at home. So you, you take risks when you're close to a safe zone, you know? Yeah. 
You're not you're not taking any risky farts when you're at the mall. <laughs> you know, we're adults, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, no, I I had added at least twenty minutes to my time when I ran the Portland Marathon because I resisted going to the bathroom for way too long. Right. And it made me run slow. And then I eventually was just like, I just gotta give in. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. So I stopped at an outhouse and then I was I was in and out in five minutes, but it was uh yeah, it sucked. I've never had to do that during a race before. Yeah, I would awful. I've never done that either. Yeah. No good. Jake Gold actually was talking about Hood to Coast again last year and you know Jake's funny, just even keeled demeanor he was like didn't you shit yourself like that that was his takeaway from our photos and i was no actually i got shit on my shoe and yeah. he was like, oh that's right you got shit on your shoe it made me laugh because he that is really funny that was all he brought up was like oh yeah didn't you shit yourself <laughs> nope nope i didn't nope clear that up yeah i gotta grab something to drink I'm- my mouth is super dry. I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay, let's go. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so as I was just telling you, my heater doesn't work in the house. It's one of those cadet heaters. If you listen to the podcast, you'll know cadet heaters are terrible. <laughs> yeah. And my, my good friend Colton Chalker, Hannah's fiance, uh, is just a, you know, well, he's controlled by him. I'll say it. He's controlled by a big cadet heater and. He got me to put one in my house when I was doing my living room renovation. And, you know, it's, I've forgiven him, obviously, but it's it's hard sometimes because uh, when I woke up at 3 a.m. on Christmas morning and it was 40 degrees in my house, cadet heater didn't work, I thought I should probably text Colton, you know, maybe he'll tell me what to do or give me some kind of guidance, being that he instructed me to get in the cadet heater and installed it and everything yeah i mean i feel like that's part of oh yeah i I didn't want to lose i didn't want to ruin his christmas i feel like you've forgiven him on that as much as you've forgiven him for getting a new girlfriend right at the time that you needed him on your house job the house job he actually you know he eventually did he pulled through eventually he pulled through didn't do it yeah you know i wouldn't I mean, I wouldn't tell Angie's list, but right, three stars. Girlfriends. They take all your time. They do. It's like side jobs. Yeah. No time. The uh, If you'll notice, we're on an extension cord here. We put in a bunch of wire, like several hundred dollars worth of wire, and then we never hooked it up because <laughs> he got a girlfriend. Damn girlfriends. I know. But, you know, it, the one cord is good for me. I'm a, I'm a simple man. Yeah. You know, one simple extension cord. It's all I really need. Actually, we have a new title now that you're free to use. Um, oh. Lane says that he's my half husband, and I'm half his husband, and I'm his half wife. It sounds like half life, so it's super funny. Temporarily, till you're married. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cute. I think it's cute. Yeah, he's my half husband. <laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate because you're living together, right? Like, yeah. Plus, with all the name changing on social media and emails and. It's all that stuff. There's a lot of lot know, of bullshit. It's a transition. Have, it's not a, a pile on email. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's hard to change your email. It is. Yeah. I but mean, there's always these. You could forward it. Just true. that's pretty easy, I guess. 
But then when do you have the time? But now I just skipped Bolden, that whole like five-year period of having Uh my name back. We'll just pretend it didn't happen. I'll just switch to Chalker now. Will you miss it? I mean, I like the name Bolden. It's a good name. It is. And, you know, I I feel like most people, and maybe I'm being a little bit like boastful here, but most people, I feel like Boldens have this like good old boy vibe. I Most agree. People I think it's the, the horses. It's the cowboy vibe. Oh, I don't even think it's that because I mostly think of like Actually, my uncles that are a little bit rednecky. But um, I mean, I'm the only cowgirl Bolden. Maybe you're right. It's just a it's a vibe though, for sure. Yeah. It's a gregariousness, but not not but not too much. Um, and also, it's mostly like we're the only white Bolden family I've found. Really? Yeah. I don't know any other Boldens. Well, but if you Google it, they're all not white. I decided to test this, so I quickly Googled the term Bolden, and the first thing that came up, skin care for black and brown skin. Bolden USA. Our line of products work especially well on darker skin tones. Bolden invites you to discover the secret to healthy, glowing skin. The second thing is Bolden 2019, IMDb. The mythical account of the life of Buddy Bolden a black jazz musician, the first cornet king of New Orleans. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Which leads me to how... How'd that happen? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm fairly certain, and Ancestry DNA is going to back me up on this, that uh, my grandpa, Bolden, who is now deceased, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. In what way? Well, also my cousin already did one and she has a strain of african descent in her and um she can't seem to find it coming from anywhere else in the family and no other boldens of that string strand have done ancestry dna so i'm gonna do it and find out you should pretty sure that's where it came from so you think that he one of his parents was black no, I know his parents weren't, but I mean, he was from Minnesota and like just when you look at history and the the um, obvious close connection with timeline of slavery and all of these things, I'm just pretty certain also his middle name's Brown. So, so maybe like one of his and grandparents or something was or yeah, something somewhere somewhere something. along the line, something. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and it's... I was hoping there was something in there for me like that, but nope. no, nothing to be found. Yeah. Well, it came up for my cousin. So she's like, you need to do it. And my mom did it and it's not in hers. So when it comes up, it's going to be real obvious which parent it came from. Yeah. And I mean, look at my dad. He's black written all over him. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. That's cool. All redheaded and everything. What an exciting time to be alive. I Genetics. The the ancestry DNA thing, absolutely. And like 23andMe, that fascinates me. Me too. I was just looking at it this morning. How can they get that out of some spit? It's amazing. Yeah. You know what's really crazy? I've probably talked about this too many times, but I only share 47.9% of my genetic material with my sister, Natasha. Oh, wow. But we are full brother and sister. That like, is fast. We have 100% shared ancestry. Right. So all of our ancestors are the same people. But she all pulled one set of their genes and I pulled another set. And that and less than half of them are the same. Isn't that, that is, crazy? That is amazing. I find it so cool. I love it. So like if, the, if 100% would be identical twins. 
Right. And zero percent. Is there zero percent? Is there? Is that possible? I think then that There's would a lot just of be genes. like you and I. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then are you even brother and sister? It's like that's a good question. That's crazy. I mean, you are because it's still the same because it comes from the same set of genes. I don't think genes. you get zero out of the same parents. I, I'd be curious what the what the lowest is. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, imagine somebody that's like ten percent genetic overlap. It's crazy. It would be like I wish I had siblings, so this would be cooler. Yeah. My results are going to be pretty meh. What set of siblings can you think of that look the least like siblings? Hmm. You got to be careful when you talk about this these days. You find out that it's because oh, yeah, they're you're not right. real siblings. That, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, we'll stick to famous people then. Uh, yeah. No, I'll th- I can't think of any siblings that don't look. I know it's hard. Like. It's hard. I mean, I don't think my own children, I think they could easily pass as like cousins or something instead because one of mine looks like me and my dad's side of the family and the other one looks just like his dad. That changes though with age. Like yeah. they go up and down, like they'll look a lot alike at certain stages and then right. a couple of years later they'll look nothing alike and then, you know, it goes back and forth. It still goes like that with me and my brother. I mean, you and your siblings are all like very noticeably Well, siblings. we have the Nesbitt nose. But just, the Nesbitt look. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, Amelia but... got it. And all of your kids have it so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's the genes are strong. But Amelia's got this adorable little Melissa face about she's it. She's very Melissa. She she is. She's built like but, Melissa. But you can see the Nesbitt. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure even what it is, but it's it's definitely there. Yeah. It was yeah. a good cross, though. Yeah. I think it worked out well. For sure. Uh, I'm very happy with the results. Yeah. She's very sharp. Totally. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see her growing up. I'm excited for her to start preschool. I bet. It's, it's weird though. It's it's it went by so fast. Like we just it got did. her. It, it's so exciting though. I know what you mean. Like I was always so excited with Colt. Every time it's like, oh, we get I get to go be the parent at a conference now. All that stuff is exciting to me. I think mm-hmm. some parents dread that. Just like I like it. I think it's exciting, too. You're like, check out what I made. Yeah, the genetics thing's crazy. We just, um, and I think, yeah, no, my mom won't care if I share this, but there was this whole, like, confusion of whether or not her dad was her dad for a long time. And I was raised, like, he treated me like his grandkid. Really crazy story. This was the, you know, grandpa from Florida. Remember the Russian people? And- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them. Yeah, weird. Weird stories. It continues. But anyway. Um, just, just give a five-second recap of what you're talking about. Uh, he's Just use broad-term words. My, basically Rich my, grandpa owns a company, does a thing, gets brought in a wife from overseas. Yeah. You got it. Thank there you. There we did. I did it for you. You did it for me. Okay. So anyway, when like middle of his life, he got in a bike accident and then Ooh. he just like remembered what his life was like. It is early 20s, 30s, whenever my mom was created. I don't know when, how old he was for that. But there was apparently some doubt. My real grandparents were divorced and remarried three times, which to me is like... It's a lot def- of times. Definition of insanity. <laughs> like you keep repeating the same thing and thinking it's going to change. But anyway, they did that divorce, remarry, divorce, remarry. And my mom was apparently the one conceived in a time where they weren't exactly together. And so my grandpa had doubts of whether or not she was his. But then, like, life moves on. He's my grandpa. Uh, As an adult, my mom had a very good relationship with her dad. Like, 
no question. Weird things happen. Find out that there's this other guy in the picture and maybe he's her dad. But he's dead. So you can't even check on the situation. And you don't have a one of his fingernails or something. No. And my grandma's just like, of course your father's your father. And like that was the yeah. answer. But my grandpa also left our lives. And so it was like coincidental. He gets hit on the head and is now remembering this stuff from the early days where he thinks my mom's not his anymore. And so I actually haven't seen my grandma my grandpa for 11 years until last Sunday. But my mom did ancestry DNA because she's like, I just want to know, but I don't even know if I can get a hold of my dad. He lives in Florida. Like I, at this point, I would just like to know, you know, you fill out medical records and we're like, I'm not even sure. It's a good question. So she gets it and her brothers are identical twins one twin says i refuse i'm not taking that like this is no you're unethical to dad like yeah and the other one's like well i'll take it and i'm like well jokes don't on, need that other jokes guy. on you because you have the same dna yeah. <laughs> but uh she got the ball rolling and she took it and as soon as she got her results back my grandpa's sister came back as her aunt so it was confirmed like she was like i'm just gonna take it so mine's in there and i'll figure out which sibling to convince and start figuring out if we're really related you know and we didn't even know if that would work but anyway she got it back confirmed she's like oh apparently his sister that lives like and we don't even talk to confirmed that's my aunt so i'm excited to take it for that reason too and just like see the rest of it but that's why my mom took it Wow. So how did the interaction go? Well, my mom, like, that was the weird part was he just treated her different, but like wouldn't really acknowledge it either and didn't talk about it. So my mom's casual way to drop it into conversation when she talked to him was because um, he's supposed to be 100% Finnish. She remembers being raised around him and his mom first generation in America. They spoke Finnish in the home when my mom was a kid, stuff like that. So Hers came up, she's 76% Finnish, which is like crazy for, you know, someone in this day and age in America and the melting pot to be that much. And so she was just like, hey, dad, how would that work? Alona came up as as uh, my aunt. And why am I 76% Finnish? Like, shouldn't I be 50% if you were 100? And like, mom was probably, you know, none. And he just like, to where that way he got the information without being like, by the way, I was taking this to confirm that you're my dad, asshole. Wow. Yeah. Did he respond? It, yeah, he just like was like, hmm, I don't know how that works. Genetics, weird deal. <laughs> he wouldn't – I would be so curious. I right. Would, how could he not be? I know. I guess shame. Probably the shame. Probably. Yeah, it'd be the shame, I think. I, I mean, for me, I think like – Imagine if you treated your daughter worse her entire life. That's a good point. And then you found out like, oh, shit, I, whoops. Yeah, I know. A lot of shame there. Well, and as it turns out, my mom's like literally the best of her siblings. Yeah, she's a very high productive, great member of society. Yeah. She's a teacher. And the other ones aren't, so. I don't know them, but your mom's cool. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy, but that's that whole like ancestry thing. Just, I think it's so fascinating. And so I'm interested to see how Finnish I am. Like, I want everybody to take it. Yeah. That makes me sound like Bill Gates. I'm like trying to chip, chip up, guys. Come I know. I but know. it's true. I, I, I'm so fascinated by it. Like, I wish that there was more data. Like, I just got a new notification today that says you have 12 new relatives. So I go through and there's hundreds of people who I'm related to on here. I don't wow. know any, any of them. Wow. My sister Tasha is my closest relative on there. And then below that, it's my mom's half-brother. I know him. 
but we don't know each other well. They didn't grow up together, um, but he's cool. But, and then below that, it's all just people I don't know. That's interesting. Or so you think. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm questioning everything these See days. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to be careful of. Yeah. See, like Lacey said that hers, like just randomly, my grandma's brother was her closest DNA match. And she actually said she – no one on her bold inside has done it yet, but – a whole bunch of people on her mom's side of the family had, and he was just like the one random close DNA match. So I just can't wait to like, I'm going to start forcing my family members to take it too. Like, who's like me? Which one of you? They do big discounts. So like around the holidays. That's it's what like, I did. So yeah, I got it. Start giving them as gifts. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that more. You can fuck up a family function real quick. You can, but it shouldn't. I like, know. Truth is always better. Yeah. I know a story like that, but it's not my story to tell. Oh, yeah. Is it about... Yeah. Um, I mean, which they're fine with, and it? it well, all it's awesome good. because they're friends, so it's yeah. like, it's a good story. It is a good story. I'll ask them if they if they uh, want to come on and talk about it themselves. It was a Because it's a cool story. story. It was a really great story. And I knew about it for like six months. I was in the like small group of people before they like told, well, both of their dad, I guess. But, <laughs> you know, like, hey, just thought I'd let you know. I'm your kid. And that, that must have been an interesting conversation. It, well, yeah, probably. But it was rough on me. And I'm like so far removed. Like, it's not my story. It's not my problem. But I was like, I know things. I know yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't like knowing secrets. Uh-uh. I, I just forget them right away. I really do. When people tell me stuff, it's just it's gone. And then unless I like make an effort to remember. Right. Like put a note on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> And I have no control over that. It hurts me a lot more than it helps me. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of holes in this, you know, container. Um, yeah. It's almost two hours. Wow. Look at us yeah. go. Yeah. That was really quick. It was quick. Man. Podcasting double day. Not a big deal at all. Not a big deal. We got about five minutes left. I want to make sure I didn't forget anything important. Well, I never did talk about my horse. I know. We brought it up several times. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe it wasn't meant to be brought up. You what? Let's hear about the horse. Well, we got we got a few minutes. Well, when I sold Simon, because on the podcast I said he was for sale, that actually, the little known story is that didn't go well. Oh. Um, he has, he's now on his third home in less than a year. Oh, did he start biting people or something? Yeah, he's been kind of a fucker. Yeah. Um, like, you advertised that, though. Well, I sold him very, very, like, transparent because he's honestly, like, one of the greatest sources I've ever had. And I've done everything with him. But I just, like, told, you know, he just changed. And that can happen. They change with different owners. So, like, apparently he just answered to me. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that's been kind of sad. So they couldn't get him to do shit. No, he's actually been a real shitter. No more uh, racing, no tricks? He's he's raced, and he's pretty unsuccessful. He's hit barrels. Like, I would never hit a barrel on that horse. I had a ton of success with him. He's he's been pretty much an asshole. Well, maybe he's just past his prime. He's not. He's, like, in his prime. I got him to his prime and sold him at his best. Like, the the, the last race I had on him, not knowing that it was going to be the last, like, he matched his PR again. He was right up there. So you did everything right, and then he's just a it's personality thing. He's clashing with his new owner. He is, and I think that he might, like, be mad at me. Like, Probably. It would be interesting to know if, like, he comes across me, like, how he feels about the situation. Oh, I bet he'd be pissed. It's been hard. See you with a new horse. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. They're smart. They would know. He would know, right? I think so. Especially if he, like, got a whiff of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's or, like, oh, God, it's that big blonde bitch again. Yeah. Fuck he he probably still loves you. I, I bet you it would be – I bet you anything he would probably remember. Yeah. He's actually back into the area now. He was sold to two different people. And um, I've assisted the sales again trying to, like, play matchmaker and be like, I don't know what happened. Here's what I did again. And I'll talk to the new owner because I had him for so long and – uh, he's back in Warrington, so I'm actually probably going to go visit him soon, and I'm kind of... Oh, you're actually going to visit him. I'm terrified of, like, what his reaction is going to be. Well, I was just thinking about that. It's like, oh, it's like being afraid you're going to see your ex at Fred Meyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm going to see my horse. Yeah. Like, oh, I weird. think I might so cry, I'm though. I'm, that, I'm afraid of the emotion, like uh -huh. the overwhelming emotion I'm going to have. I don't want to have it. it. sounds messy. Yeah. The emotion, the connection you can have with animals is so much stronger than I even knew until I had to put my dog down. Yeah. So sad. So That's fucking sad. sad. It is. I couldn't believe how sad I was. Um, like I, I'm self-aware enough to like see the novelty of the situation. The fact that I know how I usually am and I'm a generally sad guy, honestly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was so much – I was just so devastated. Like it was, uh, but it was for a reason. Yeah. So it was like compared to a depressive episode right. where I'm just, just sad feeling reason. sad and and I'm also ashamed of myself because I feel like a loser for it. Mm -hmm. it. It felt validating to be like, ah, what a real human emotional experience I'm having here. So yeah. on that level, I kind of like, I could see the value in it. It felt kind of cleansing. Like I don't just sit around and cry often. It, I did that with my dog, and, and she's I think dying. That's the right thing to do, and it felt good. Yeah. It felt really good. Good, but I know what you mean by good. I'm just realizing that I've. Uh, this is the second podcast today that I've ended by talking about my dead dog. <laughs> so let me let me finish. That's good on with it. But so my horse, though, I didn't. Cry, I cried a bunch, like thinking about selling him and coming to the conclusion that it was time for me to move on, and I cried like just thinking about him leaving. And then when I found him this home, I was so sure that it, I, it was the best case scenario. It was this older lady. I was like, he's going to take care of her. As it turns out, he rolled over the top of the like, Who is this old bitch? Tried to kill her. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, like, really? Is she okay? She's fine. Okay. Um, But, like, makes this awkward thing. Like, I sold a monster. Like, I would... I trusted my kids to just crawl around this horse. So, obviously, I didn't think that was going to happen. But... The day he left and she came and tried him out, I watched her ride him. She rode him amazing. He looked happy. Things were great. He rode off in the trailer and I didn't cry. I did not have a tear. And that was like, I watched him. I didn't get to watch him be born. I was there within like the first eight hours because I was in college. I had that horse from the time he was just a little tiny baby and I didn't have a tear the day he left. And I, I was like trying to make myself cry, but I don't know. I didn't. But then... Later. Zoloft? So, Were yeah. you on Zoloft by chance? I was not on Zoloft. No no antidepressants? Maybe a little Prozac. Well, they make you not cry. That's that's their Probably whole that's true. their whole job. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, at any rate, I cried later. Yeah. When I was off Prozac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That hey, it did its job. A lot later. Yeah. But I got Ivy out of the deal. She's pretty awesome. She's awesome. She's very awesome. Horses are cool. You have actually kind of opened my eyes to that. I, uh, they've always been, I've always thought they were cool as like, you know, from afar. 
um, but I never really wanted to interact with them. Yeah. I, I didn't really think – I didn't realize how smart they were. They're very smart and they, they have personalities and stuff. It's it's really cool. Yeah. They're cool animals. And she gave birth to her baby on March 21st and I gave birth to my child on July 21st. But I feel like it's another – The 21 year. is – It's, is, a, it's you know, a There's thing. something there. We both had to go through misery on the 21st of a month. There's numerology behind all that stuff. We've you can find something. We've got power going. Yeah. Google that. Google the numerology of 21 and you'll find something that you relate to, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> I can relate to it all. Anyway, before we get into that, let's let's wrap this thing up. Okay. Wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming. This has been really fun. I had a great time. Uh, anything else you want to uh, send a message to the world before you get out of here? Uh, no. Got any horses you're trying to sling? Not this time. It right. didn't end well. <laughs> All right, don't buy a horse from this lady. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible ending. I'm just kidding. Um, and I like it. It's a callback. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a hard one to edit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ramble by the River. If you did, it really helps us out if you leave us a rating or a review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to get more involved and support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content, bonus episodes, and a Ramble by the River t-shirt with every Royal Rambler subscription after three months. Instructions for how to join are at ramblebytheriver.com. Click the subscribe link, and it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Thanks again for listening. Come back next week. Bye. Say it with your chest now, say it with your chest now.